Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's the fifth pick in the 1995 NBA draft. The Minnesota Timberwolves select Kevin Garnett from Farragut Academy in Chicago. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to the Western Conference Finals. Happy birthday, Kevin Garnett. Happy 2019 from the den. It may be a new year, but you are still listening to the best in the world, The Howl. We would like to welcome you if this is your first time or if you're a regular listener to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite league, the NBA. Nope. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1973. I am the diarrhea of the radio world, your host, Kevin Draves. To my right, the producer of the show, Aaron Pop Pop Fizz Fizz. Oh, what a relief it is, Groshan. And to my left, none other than Rob Tum 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 Tums Hess, who is the jack of all trades for the program. Our first quarter tonight is our 2K All Day segment brought to you by the great folks at 2K Sports. Tonight, we take a look at the Ryan Saunders era in Minnesota. How would the first half of the season, if you will, uh, stack up to what Tom Thibodeau did? And 
What does the future look like for Ryan Saunders? We're going to take a look at that in the first quarter on tonight's 2K segment. Our second quarter is our talker segment. This week, we've got a great dose of both Wolves and general NBA and WNBA topics. In the third quarter, we also sit down with Preston Ellis, who is an editor at the Bleacher Report and writer of the B-Ball Index and the Bird Rights, to talk about an upcoming matchup with the New Orleans Pelicans. Fourth quarter on tonight's show starts off with the Howell Hardwood history and is followed up by Can Kevin Cousy. Do you hear that? Off in the distance? It's getting closer and louder and more ferocious. It's it's the Howl! Quarter one of the Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and it is our 2K all-day segment. Now, Rob, uh, we're going to get into it a little bit more in-depth as we go on later in the show, so we're not going to spend too much time on what happened, but um, unless you've been living under a rock the last couple days here, Tom Thibodeau is no longer the head coach or president of basketball operations for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Ryan Saunders is your interim head coach, as was announced by the team officially. Uh, so let the people know kind of what we're doing here in this segment. Yep. So once they made the transition from Tom Thibodeau to Ryan Saunders, my first question was, can you create coaches? Because I've never seen Ryan Saunders in the game. So I did a little research, and you can, in fact, do that. If you go to your staff, you can actually click on a staff member, go to edit staff, and then you can change those statistics, change what the way they coach, maybe their strategy, that sort of thing. The one thing I was not aware of is you can actually alter the coach entirely. So, for example, I can make any coach I want just all A pluses. Now, we're not doing that. For anyone that follows us on Twitter, at the Howl Radio, what we did was we took Ryan Saunders, who's by all accounts across the league, considered one of the best young coaching candidates out there. In my mind, that gives him an A-plus for potential. Now, we have seen he's been able to be a really good assistant coach, not only with the Timberwolves when it comes to players like Ricky Rubio, who he helped out quite a bit, but it's been well-documented that his work in Washington is a big reason why both John Wall and Bradley Beal are the players that they are today. On top of that, he owns his own analytics company, so we know he's fully embraced the modern NBA. So what we did was we put him at a B-minus for offense and defense, which that was more than fair. With that A-plus potential, he could become something really good. On top of that, we went into his strategies and went very modern. So we're talking about embracing like high IQ basketball, the three-point line, taking the ball inside, and staying away from the mid-range game. So all those things. And we kind of put him in that 70 to 80 range in terms of how good he was at different areas. So whether that's like run and gun. I mean, they have a number of different sections you can actually alter as far as yeah. what the coach is good at. It's really cool. If you, if you haven't done it, go in there. Now, the only thing is you can't edit faces. You can pick from. They have you know hundreds of faces to choose from, but you can't edit them. So I couldn't like make Ryan Saunders' face, and I also couldn't make him sharply dressed as he is in real life. So you kind of get what you, what you can with. So I took a younger face and threw it on a guy, and he, he is wearing a suit technically. Yep. And we signed him for four years. One tidbit I can tell people about is when you're in season – Coaches will basically agree to whatever you want. So whatever it's set at initially is what we signed him for. So he's not making a ton of money. It's something like four years, eight million. So you know somewhere around two or three million a year. We also signed. What I wanted to do was what the Wolves have talked about doing, which is bringing in a former head coach to be an assistant. But unfortunately, Michael Stauffer would not agree to be an assistant coach. I tried. <laughs> so we did pick up some good assistants. We actually overhauled the entire front office. 
So obviously in this scenario, Scott Layden's not in the game because he's the GM, but we would be the GM in this scenario. Yep. All that you get is assistant GM, which we got one of the better potential assistant GMs. And we tried to build with potential around Ryan Saunders and the future. Now, on top of that, we chose to simulate from the beginning of the season with Ryan Saunders as the coach. Funny thing is, the record is literally exactly the same. So going into today, so the next game is going to be against the Thunder. Our record is the exact same as it is in real life, 19 and 21. That's crazy to me. So I thought that That's was pretty good. That's absolutely crazy to me that it did it the exact same. So you know, though, exact Now there's a few record. differences. We wanted to see what the difference would be with Ryan Saunders as the coach as opposed to Thibodeau. So one area I was pretty sure would make a difference was going to be in three points attempted and three-pointers made and just kind of embracing that modern NBA, and it's a huge difference. So if you look at three points attempted, for example, we're in the top half of the league. We're 11th. So 31 and a half three-pointers attempted per game. If you look at three-pointers made, we're also in the top half of the league there as well. We're 11th at almost 12 a game, which is pretty cool to see. And then three-point percentage, we're also in the top half. We were sitting at 14th at just under 37%. So we're already seeing an impact there. I'm wondering what other impacts we'll see kind of as the seasons progress. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if those numbers... Uh, actually keep up throughout the season. You know, and it's very similar to when a college coach takes over a new program. You don't have your own players. Yep. You are stuck. So I feel like what we're looking at right now with Ryan Saunders is very similar to, like, let's say when Richard Pitino took over the Gophers. You're seeing a coach that is going to have to take over a franchise, and the players aren't his. Now, granted, you're Ryan Saunders. Some of those guys are Flips guys, so of course they're Ryan Saunders guys. Like, whether it's Andrew Wiggins. Tyus, Cap. Yep. I think those guys – one thing I will say is that I think those guys are here to stay. Now, one thing we talked about off-air is who are we going to look to trade? And I think now is the time to really look at, at trading guys if we can. So, now, I definitely comment on Twitter if there's players you think the Wolves are going to look to trade. Remember, we're at the Howell Radio. We personally think that there's a few names that make sense to try to trade. Who, do you, who are those names, Kevin? Uh, I think the biggest one that we want to look to move on from is Jeff Teague. Um, another guy that I threw out that, um, you know, we're a little unsure of just because in the new rotation, he may actually be a key cog, but that's Anthony Tolliver. There were a lot of notes um, early in the year that, you know, he wasn't happy with his role and sitting on the bench and getting DNP coach decisions. Funny thing, 2K, when you try to trade Jeff Teague, starts to just include Anthony Tolliver. Yeah. And so it, I think he's got, a, he's got a very friendly deal when you look at it. One I, year, 5.7. I will say this, million. though. I think we keep him because we need three-point shooting, and with Ryan Saunders embracing the three-point line like I know he will, I think Anthony Tolliver's going to start seeing more minutes. I do, too. And so, I, don't think, I don't think that he'll, he'll move on. Uh, but Jeff Teague is a guy. Um, Although I will say, there's a lot worse trades than Jeff Teague and Tolliver for Kelly Olynyk and Wayne Ellington. I actually don't hate that. I, I don't like that Kelly Olynyk makes money into next year. Yeah. Because I don't want to necessarily trade for future stuff. But those are both flip guys. Both Wayne yeah, Ellington and Olenek Kelly Olynyk are, are flip guys. Huge flip guy. Yep. And that was, in fact, in the Shabazz draft, that's who he was going to take. And that's okay. So this is the trade we're making. I don't even. Does it matter? Does, does anything else I matter? want to see the others. But. So this is the reason why I want to do this trade. We won't say who it is yet. We'll go through the rest. But this has been an outcry on Twitter, actually. A ton of people are calling for this to happen now. So I think we end up doing that. But is it by – oh, hold on. There was another one. Yeah, Bielitsa and Troy Williams for uh, C.J. Williams and Jeff Teague. 
Ah, I would love that trade. God. But we're not going to make that there's trade. Some, there's some great trades here. KCP and uh, Moritz Wagner for Teague and Luol Deng. Actually, Luol Deng is a guy that maybe doesn't stick around. Yeah. Although I don't think you trade him. You're probably just going to keep him for a veteran presence. I don't think there's any – you're not going to get anything of value for him. You'd either cut him, which doesn't – I don't think that happens. What I, what I honestly think when you think of Luol Deng is last year's Cole Aldrich. Yep. Playing in blowouts. Who, by the way, did you see he fully embraces the Ryan Saunders signing? Yep. He's like, he's going he's gonna to do really, yeah, really well. I think he's home rehabbing a knee injury from yep, overseas. He got hurt overseas. He talked with uh, former Howell guest uh, Darren Wolfson uh, about, the, uh, about the Tibbs firing and, and Ryan Saunders coming in. You know, this is, I think this is a pretty solid deal for us in terms of what we're getting. Ah, they're old, though. Yeah, see, that's my thing. I, I think want... we got to do the trade that we talked about. Ooh. No, go back old. One. Old. Go back one. Yeah. No, I'm not trading Tyus Jones. Oh, Ty, I didn't see Tyus. Sorry. I like, though, but the two guys that we would be getting, one local guy in Mike Muscala and a guy that we've wanted on the Wolves for a long time in J.J. Redick. I All think right. this is the trade. I think we got to do it. So we are going to trade Jeff Teague for Ricky Rubio. There is a scenario, I think, where the Jazz would do this because I don't think Ricky's performed as well as they thought he would. No. And, and I mean, if you look at it, both are on expiring deals. I think. Ah, that's not true. Jeff oh, Teague has got a, the option. He has a player, which but, is why maybe they wouldn't do this. But you know what? In 2K, they are doing it, and, yeah, we, and they, they offered it to it. us. So screw you, Jazz. We're taking Ricky Rubio. We're taking him back. But Twitter has been talking about this. But I've I seen think a lot, lot of people, people have been saying in free agency, not, a, not necessarily No, no they were saying trade for him. Well, bring him back. I guess they were, you're right. Yeah, they see, were saying I've, bring I've him back. A, I've heard a lot of free agency sign Ricky Rubio uh, because a lot of people don't think Jeff Teague's going to pick up his option and I, move on to a, a playoff I, contender. No. I, there's no chance he doesn't pick up his option. He, who's going to pay him $19 million a year? Nobody. He's going to throw away $20 million? But if he gets the chance to play for an actual title contender? I, I'd be shocked if he turns his money I, down. I don't know. The second half of the season is going to tell us a lot, though. I think that's fair to say. Um, Dr- uh, maybe Jared, well, I was going to say maybe Jared Bayless, but I think they like what he brings to the table as a veteran mm-hmm. guard. Yeah, I know a lot of fans the, don't like him, but I, for what he is... Especially with the injury issues yes. that... Rose and Teague have both had yep. not necessarily injury or issues, but I mean short-term injuries that they honestly. Had. I think Teague Jared the, Bayless has, has filled in in a really good spot, in my opinion. I think honestly, Teague is probably the one guy that I think gets traded. I don't know about the rest. One thing I will mention: so James not only got dropped. So the first thing we actually did do before the season started, we picked up one free agent just on a one-year min deal. We did pick up Swaggy P. I just felt like what he brought to the table made some sense for the Wolves just wanting to get in another three-point shooter, and I thought that helped. And that was, that was it. Getting rid of James Nunnally. And credit 2K, by the way. I went on today, and they'd already gotten rid of him. So I like that they updated it that quickly. Yeah. So that they're, was pretty cool to see. They're good with their updates. I'll tell you that much. So I think that's, that's where we're at. I think we should look at contract extensions to see if anyone is available. Jared Bayless is the only guy that's available to re-sign. And I'm sorry, I'm not re-signing Jared no. Bayless. He's fine for the rest of the season, but yeah. I don't need to re-sign him. Yep. He was, I think he was just... Money in the in the deal. So should we just uh, go ahead? Yeah, let's sim through to the rest. Sim of the through season. the rest we'll of the season, and let's we'll keep an eye on. Uh, we'll have them adjust the rotation. I'm assuming Ricky Rubio would start. That'd make the most sense. By the way, we have turned off injuries. So although we did forget to do it initially, so Towns was hurt briefly, but now uh, that's all kind of out the door. Huh, we got offered uh, first round pick and Justin Patton for Dario Saric. Yeah, why well, the Sixers want Dario Saric back? What they really want is Jimmy Butler to be off the team, I think. But yeah. we'll talk about that in the talker segment. Yeah, quarter two. That's going to be a fun quarter, in my opinion. 
So it's a good start so far to the post-Ricky Rubio Wolves as they started off 3-0, and although they do lose to the Sixers, who are mad that we wouldn't take uh, that trade. Yep. Jimmy Butler went off on Carl Anthony ah, We lost to the Suns. Again. The scheduling's so weird. Oh, we lost twice. We, we lost two in a row to them. I, ugh, yuck. I, Even with Malik Monk? Oh, the trade? Deal? No, I, I don't think it's realistic that that would happen. The Ricky Rubio trade, maybe it's not super realistic, but I can see a scenario where it does happen. Derek Rose and Bayless for Bogdanovich and McDermott? No. No. I would consider that. I like Bogdanovich, and he's been great for me and my I team. Too, but Speaking I'm of 2K, uh, my team is, is where it's at now. I'm all in on my team. Although I don't play. I tried one time trying to play another person. That didn't go well for me. Because they, his entire team was like pink diamonds. I'm yeah. Like, what am I going to do with that? I'm not. I will say this: you, there is a good. You can play my team if you want to and not spend money, but it, it does make it more difficult, it and you got to put a lot it takes of time forever. in. Forever. But it's fun. Yeah. I, so far, I'm liking it. I, uh, I've, I've played a lot of like the Madden Ultimate Team, and there's there's some differences, but a lot of it a lot of it is very similar. But I found some nuances in in 2K that I like actually a little bit better than than Madden. And there's things I like about Madden better than 2K. I mean, no, no game is 100% perfect, but the 2K in or the the ultimate team in 2K is spot on. I mean, like you said, you got to work if you're not going to spend money in it, but you can get rewarded pretty nicely. I've started um, to go in and buy. So originally, I was buying packs because I the, it's kind of fun to buy packs and the mystery yeah. of it all. But I didn't have great luck, so now I've been using the auction house a lot. Yep. Uh, I also hadn't. I also hadn't done the stuff to get the auction house initially, so I kind of wasted some my team points, unfortunately, because I had, for example, I had dual Clay Thompsons at eighty eights. I just ended up selling, just like I quick sold it for eight hundred. I definitely would have gotten more than eight hundred for an eighty eight yeah. Clay Thompson. Uh, what's your What's your current starting five? I'm curious because I'll give you so, I'll give you mine after. It varies game to game because sometimes I end up throwing in a player that because I don't want to waste a contract against yeah. a bad team. But normally my starting five is going to be – so I have uh, Jerry West. I got him in one of the free the free redemption codes. I yep. got Jerry West. And then my shooting guard is another guy I got. I got lucky again in the, in the Plinko game, so to speak. I got Vince Carter. So nice. 92 Vince Carter, 90 Jerry West. My small forward really varies. I've got like the basic versions of LeBron James and Giannis. So a lot of times I throw them in there. I just picked up – Nikolai Jokic, I, I actually got him in a heat check pack, a oh, 90, and he's 92 overall. So that's pretty good. I can use him as kind of a, a starter. I also did end up buying Cat. Oh, and actually, the Christmas, when they did the Christmas giveaway, where they were giving away top players, I got two players. So in the Pink Diamond giveaway, I got Pink Diamond Ben Wallace, which I will say I think that's the worst Pink Diamond I could have gotten was the Pink Diamond Ben Wallace. Like I could have gotten AI or Giannis yeah. or whatever. I was like, great. Pink Diamond, Ben Wallace. But he's been pretty good. And then for power forward, again, I've got Jokic if I want to use him as a power forward. I recently picked up Kevin Love, who's pretty good. I did pick up – I actually got him in the – this was the Christmas one was I got 92 overall Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, nice. Wow. Which is pretty good. Wow. So I've got a pretty stacked team. I did end up buying in the auction house the signature series of Gilbert Arenas. He's an 89 overall. Not great. Not great. I just don't have great luck with him. I don't know what it is. Jerry West, by the way, is amazing. If you can get Jerry West, so he is a 90 amethyst, and he's been fantastic for me. He looks a little janky in the face, but he has played well for me. Uh, so you play my team a lot more than I do, but I've played a little bit. Um, so my starting five is pretty loaded. Um, my only one that's under a 90 
is my shooting guard. Otherwise, everyone else you is Clay Thompson? 90 or above. No. Oh, because he's so my, my point guard is Jason Kidd, who's a 91. Sure. I've got him on... Uh, um, is that Amethyst Jason Kidd? An, an infinite contract, too, so his contract so never expires. How did, you get the, the, how did you get the infinite contract? I was did you playing... Pull it? Yeah, I pulled it from a from the same pack that I got my shooting guard, which Man, was a. Uh, I have not gotten that an yet. Eighty nine Isaiah Ryder. Because I'll tell you right now that Jerry West, he's been good to me. He deserves yeah. that contract. Well, and that was my thing is when I was going through, it was a really tough decision to who to use that on. But I wanted a point guard that was incredibly solid. And when I pulled that Jason Kidd, I was like, "Yep, that's that's got to be it." Uh, my shooting guard, like I said, Isaiah Ryder, who's an eighty nine. I have a ninety one Giannis, a ninety Dirk, and a ninety two Cat. My That's two, really my first two guys off the bench. I have an eighty-nine Dame Lillard. I have, I just picked him up. That's good. That's yeah, a solid I card. Yeah, I love that Dame Lillard solid card. card. And then uh, I have a eighty-seven. It's either an eighty-seven or an eighty-eight. Who? Stephen Adams. That seems high. Oh well, you must have the ruby because there's also those are, the, my, those are my first two yeah. off the bench. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. We uh, so the the simulation just finished. I'm not. It's not great, but it's not bad. I, I'm okay with this. 36 and 46 was the finish with 82% chemistry. It's not bad. No. The successful teams in, in when you're doing these simulations generally are like 91, 92% chemistry. So we're not there yet. Although I did just see, so I, I watch a lot of YouTubers that do 2K kind of like we do. I did see a guy recently that was doing a rebuild of a team. And at one point the chemistry dropped to zero. And I've never seen that before. I don't think I ever have. And he said the same thing. He goes, I've never seen that. Wow. But if you trade enough players, I guess, you know, it's bound to happen. Looking at the superlatives, we have MVP, Steph Curry. Rookie of the year is Luka Doncic. Makes sense. Surprise, surprise. Sixth man of the year always is Dennis Schroeder, by the way. Is he having that great of a year in real life? I don't know that he is. I guess we'll find out tomorrow night when we watch him play. Giannis is Defensive Player of the Year. He wins it almost every single time. Yes, sir. They had an update about a month ago where they said it would start to change the superlatives and it would be a little more varying. And it happened. It seemed like it varied. Yeah. But, but, every, but now the last to... like two or three weeks, Giannis wins every time. Defensive Player of the Year every single time. Most improved is Buddy Heald. Good for him. We're yep. fans of Buddy Heald yep. on the show. And Steve Kerr is your Coach of the Year. Go figure. No shock. I don't think any of our players are going to make first or second team or third team, unfortunately. So Cat misses out, which means Cat would lose out on the Supermax. Yep. Which is unfortunate for him. But what are you going to do? We well, say- on this simulation, too, hold it, before, before we go further, the third team center is Anthony Davis, who's missed a pretty decent amount of time. Yeah, I'd be especially considering how good Cat in real life is playing right now. Exactly, he's I'd, putting on a clinic. So in in this simulation, he misses out on the supermax. Does he miss out on it in real life? We should look at statistics uh, for the season ending at some of the players. I, I think that's a good idea. So. so looking at season statistics for our actual team, not just league. So Towns, nineteen points, twelve rebounds a game, two point two assists. Who's Block the second half? Yep, Derrick Rose is getting you seventeen a game. You're not getting a lot of assists from Rose, which is a little surprising. Well, almost four a game. I guess that's not yeah. bad. Ricky Rubio's getting you five and a half assists, 9.6 points. Basically a Ricky Rubio season. Yeah. It's always the same. You know what you're, you know what you're getting from Ricky Rubio. Yep. You're getting actually some decent production on Nick Young, which I wasn't expecting. But it was a one-year min deal. He's gone now. And uh, Gorgie Jang and Anthony Tolliver kind of round out the list of guys that play. Josh Okogie's not getting minutes. In real life, I think he will get minutes. I'd be pretty shocked if he oh, doesn't. Yeah. yeah. But I to make it realistic, I didn't want to, you know, go over the top with that. Yeah. 
So, so the Wolves don't make the playoffs, obviously. Yep. Not a shocker. A 10 game under 500 record. You know what we should check, by the way, is we'll just simulate one game. I'm curious to see how Jeff Teague's doing with the Jazz. That's a great point. He did help them get the six seed, although they are playing the three seed OKC Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder, and it's not going well. Although they took it to six games. They took, took it, it to seven, seven games. See, they and they won. They did it. They won. They were down three zero. What? All right, let's take a look at this. Is this the Jeff? Is Jeff Teague the reason? Jeff Teague putting up. No, some... Donovan Mitchell was the reason in Dang. Game Seven. I'll tell you this: we've done some scenarios recently where we traded for Donovan Mitchell. That guy sucks. Do not trade for him in my team when you're or in uh, my league or maybe not in my team either. But in this, but I mean, look at this but game wow. seven. Game 40, seven, 40. forty-eight points. Woo! On 15 of 25 shooting. That is 8 of 15 from 3. Good lord. And your second guy was, uh, you're getting really good numbers from Teague was pretty good. And same with Dante Exum. And Joe Ingles off the bench with 6 assists. Oh, they got Vince Carter too. Oh, dang. They picked up Vince. He was a free agent. Wow. So Teague helps. All right. Teague helps. We're going to simulate through the rest, I guess. The 2 seed, the 3 seed both lost in the West, which was uh, Denver and OKC to Portland and Utah. And the Jazz are about to – the Jazz just made the Western Conference Finals. So With apparently they need to trade for freaking – and they're up 1-0 on the Warriors. They're not going to beat the that Warriors. That was short-lived. But they're still, not going to beat the think Warriors. about this. If you're a Jazz fan, there was a ch- – you, you had a day where you were like, oh, finals Two maybe? days. Because you, had, you, that, you Jeff, had a day off in between. And you're like, thank you, Jeff Teague. Warriors beat the Bucks in the championship, by the way, four games to zero. Steph Curry is your MVP. Not too surprising anything that happened there. Of course. Jumping to the league meetings, as we always do. Not much going on here, I'm guessing. Uh, the offensive and defensive key violations changed from three to five. They never call it when it's on three. They're probably not going to call it on five. That's, that does nothing to me. Nothing for me. The only thing, time. The only thing I usually look for is the lottery changes that, that sometimes yeah. affects us. Or the uh, cap Yep, if, cap if, things if is they, always if pretty they good. Abolish the salary. I have cap. not had the salary cap get abolished in a long time. That really? used to happen a lot more. Yeah. So they, they, I think they finally agreed. Like this probably isn't realistic. We're not going to have that happen as no. much. Same with, I've had a couple times, and I have not reached out to two K for this, but I probably will. I've had a couple times where it did the change to a lottery tournament, and when it changed to a lottery tournament, the game crashes. Interesting. And apparently, my understanding is that it's something to do with if there's other lottery rules in effect still, and then that gets changed, it does some sort of wonky thing where it won't, the game crashes. So keep that in mind when you're doing it. Just watch out for the lottery tournament. I try to avoid it when we're doing these sims. Yeah. Just for that reason uh, specifically. Jumping to the draft lottery, we're probably not going to have a great pick, is my guess. Yeah, top 10. 10th. And it probably stays that way. We'll just skip to the results. Yep, we, we do stick to 10. Although, when, we were, when I was doing – so for 2K League Show, we were doing the rebuild of the Hornets. Hornets jumped from 14th to number one. Wow. Which I've never seen happen. I don't think I ever have either. That, that organization still cursed. They still couldn't win So games. the in, in this draft now, if we're looking at it, that number two pick, man, the Dallas Mavericks, you get Luka. You got Dennis DSJ. there, yep. You got – uh, DeAndre, you're losing out on Dirk, but oh my gosh, uh, uh, in a in a stacked, to like with the top three, what top three, top four in the 2019 draft, uh, that Mavs team can really turn it around. I think so, very quickly. By the way, Ryan Saunders already went up to a B on defense. Nice. So that's not bad. Although he lost part of his he lost part of his potential, which is weird. 
So I guess he had a sacrifice potential to, to make that happen. I don't know. But he's better. So that's pretty good for the Wolves. We'll, we'll take that. Jumping to the pre-draft workouts. Now, I did do something different for this scenario. I tried a newer or a different version of the draft class. So okay. normally I go to that top one. Yep. And this guy had said this is with full updates. And I was like, well, let's take a chance and see what it's like. So we'll take a look and see who he has as the top guys. So Seku, Dumboya, RJ Barrett, and Zion Williamson are all and in the Cam 80s. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Bol Bol, who recently, obviously, you're probably aware of this, being a big fan. <sighs> yeah, don't Just hurt his me. foot. Out for the year. You know, I was, we'll talk, and we'll actually talk about this later in the, in the <sighs> talker segment. But that is something to watch for would be Bol Bol. If he drops to 10, I'm taking him. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, hands down. Yep. I mean, that's, that's the thing with but, Bol Bol. Is... But foot injuries and big men. That's tough to swallow, but we'll talk about that in the yeah. talkers. Yep. But this is a good draft class. I think the guy did a pretty good job of making this. A lot of it depends on the potential of the players, too. But so we'll jump in to the actual draft now. We'll simulate. I don't think we need to try to move up. We'll just simulate to our pick. We'll just take number 10. Hopefully, in real life, the Wolves are actually not in the lottery and they make the playoffs. I do think that's a realistic possibility. Time will tell on that. So we, we're going to go. We've got 26 trade offers to go through. So, Rob, let's let's. We'll, we'll pause it right now. We'll go through the trade offers and make our pick, and then we'll come back. Sounds good. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the Howl. This is our quarter one, our 2K all-day segment. All right, we made our first-round pick uh, and our second-round pick in the draft. We took, we took a look through the uh, 26 offers. There was one, maybe two, that we thought about. Uh, but in the long run, when Bull Bull is available at pick number 10, you take Bull Bull. Yeah, honestly. In second round, we took Victor Willis. He was a small forward with a huge wing, so six nine seven five wingspan. He is a fifty nine overall. But one thing we like to do in these simulations is try to build up a guy that's lower on the overall. Yeah, and he's only nineteen, so we won't we be able to do that. Put a lot of work into some of these guys. So it's kind of fun. I think we'll sign both. Why not? There's no downside really. We could always add him as one of our two way players if we yep. want to. Also, so looking at the player options, team options, nothing there because we did get rid of Jeff Teague, so that really helps qualifying offers the only player that we have to worry about is jeff or sorry is tyus jones and we obviously are going to try to re-sign him if we can i think that's gonna be pretty important we jump in to the moratorium what are you thinking kev are there guys that fit what we're trying to build here with ryan saunders well now we don't have any cap room yes we have to go basically go to free agency but hit start let's see what contracts we've got well actually before we do that let's jump in and try to grab ourselves some two-way guys so if you go by what I like to do, I don't know if I think I've told you this, but you go in and you go by two different things. So you go by age, so the lowest guys first, and then you also make the lowest paid guys, uh, the, the expected money that they're looking for, change that as well. And then you can jump in and you can scroll down and find guys that are going to be, let's say, in the low uh, or like the mid-60s. Unfortunately, a lot of the rookies in this draft class were not great. So I will say the guy that made this draft class, I'm not going to call him out specifically, but... Man, he did not do a good job of like going in depth with the players. So I probably wouldn't use this draft class again because normally at this point you're getting guys that are 19 or 20 years old that are going to be in the 60s, and there's literally not a single guy. These are all like low 50s. So there's not many options as far as talent. We grab this guy, Tyler Davis. He is a center. We could add him to a two-way contract because he's a 67 overall. It's not bad. I like it. And then as far as other players are concerned, it looks like the next best thing is going to be, oof, it's slim pickings for sure. Let's grab uh, Minnesota's own Zach Lofton. Done. He's a shooting guard. Break him a two-way guy. 
So we grabbed him as well. And those two guys, you can sign them and it doesn't hurt you at all. And then you can jump into who else has options, things like that. Taj Gibson, I'd be shocked if he came back. Should we renounce his I rights? Yeah, I wouldn't want him for $16 million. Derek Rose, I, it's interesting. I have a feeling. So I, I, I think he has a pretty good relationship with the Taylors. I think Derrick Rose could be coming back. I will say this. And he likes, I think he likes it here. I think he does too. And the fans have, for the most part, the fans have embraced him. Yep. I would say pretty well. And he's put on a show. And apparently, if you aren't a fan of Derrick Rose, he told us today we should kill ourselves. So there's that. So I think we, we hold so, on to Rose. So does that mean that there's only going to be Derrick Rose fans left on the planet then? Yeah, right. <laughs> the Rose stands. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, I think we should keep a cap hold on both Derrick Rose and Tyus Jones. I know not everyone's going to agree with that, but I do think that's important. All right, so the other guys we have decisions to make on. So we'll let Tyus, or, uh, Taj Gibson go. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm good with that. I would like to obviously keep Derrick Rose and, and Tyus Jones. And as well as if we can get him cheap enough, I think it makes sense to keep Jared Terrell. Yeah. I think the one that – I think we Actually, need to, that's, the, that's the question mark for me right there. Ricky Rubio? Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to pay 28-year-old Ricky Rubio $22 million. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's for the, for the production. Let's that, let him go, and we'll keep Rose and Jones because yeah. that's probably most realistic. The only reason we brought on Rubio was to get rid of jo- Teague. Yeah, I think we also. I mean, if if we can this off season, we need to look to move Gorgie because that cap room. We're not. I mean, we've got what nine guys signed right now. We need to look to move him ASAP so that we have let's cap do it. room available. Let's do it right now. Let's just see what kind of options we have. Especially because we brought in Bull Bull. So yeah, we don't, need, we don't need Gorgie whatsoever. Not that we necessarily need Gorgie Jang now, but he'll be an expiring contract at this point, so that's not bad. You might be able to get something decent. The issue we're running into is that most of the stuff that uh, most of the trades people are offering, they want us to give up a lot with Jang still, which is tough. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Dante Exum. I mean, that's not the worst trade in the world. Let's wait till. Wait, what was that last one? Go back. This one? Yeah. Should we see if they'll let us do it? Let's just try it. We have to get rid of. So it's trying to. It's a. It's a glitch, unfortunately, in two K, and this does happen sometimes in the off season, yep. where the computer thinks it can still get your first round pick, which obviously at this point it cannot. But usually, if you offer it, they'll come back with something else. So if we offer a future a future pick, yeah, we could do that. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. 2021. Yep. Let's see if they'll take a, a 2021. Let's say lottery protected first, and just see if they'll do it. Nope. So if we if we take that off, maybe we can make trade. it a top three. Top three? Yeah, that's fair. I think. Ah, counter. See, at least it got us a counter offer. So two. So Mitchell Robinson and two first round picks for Jang, a first, a second, and Kata Bates. Hmm, I'd probably do that. Yeah, why not? All right, I'm fine with that. I think that's fair. We get that's a lot of first give round us some picks. Some good cap space. Yep, I think so. So that opens up uh, something at least. Well. At least it'll give us cap space to re-sign guys like Tyus Jones yeah. and get some min guys hopefully to round out the roster. The one thing we always got to make sure to do is when you're actually in the moratorium, make sure that the game, sometimes it has a tendency to change the, the players that you keep or don't keep. So you always want to make sure you actually do that. Do we, we didn't really talk about this, but do we want to get rid of Anthony Tolliver or do we want to try to keep him? Do we? I don't. I don't know if we have the cap space to keep him. In all honesty, let's keep a cap hold on him just in case and see. Okay. It looks like everyone else has stayed the same, and the cap holds are all, all locked in, which is good. And the guys we're renouncing rights to would be Luol Deng, Nick Young, Ricky Rubio, 
CJ Williams, that group of players. So now we're actually into free agency. We actually do have a little bit of cap space. And if we actually ended up renouncing the rights to Anthony Tolliver, we'd get a little more, I believe. Okay. So why don't we get into the day? We, have, we actually have a trade exemption as well. So let's renounce the trade exemption. Let's renounce the rights to Anthony Tolliver and just keep Jones and Terrell on the block. So those would be guys we want to actually re-sign. That gets us up to $19.4 million in cap space. Beautiful, and that's, and that's that's the number that we. So we want to resign. We want to resign Jones after the fact because we have his bird rights. Yes. Yep. We have so actually now we, we have to go and, and, and we have Jared Charles bird rights as well. So that's huge. So should we take a look at the roster and see who we want to maybe add to? Like you know, position other, by position. I guess one other name to look at, and and I want your thoughts on it. What about trying to move Andrew Wiggins? No, I don't think that's realistic. Because okay. we, we're still trying to be realistic in this, and there's no way they trade Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Because I know Ryan Saunders likes him. I know Glenn Taylor likes him. Okay. And that's so fine. I just don't think he's going anywhere. Okay. So looking at, we could definitely use power forward. A backup power forward would be nice. Although we do have three you know, centers, four centers if you count the two-way guy. Yeah, I don't. So that's not, a, a stretch forward would be nice. Yeah, that'd be good. And now if Tyus Jones is the, the point guard, and then let's say we re-sign Jared Terrell. And, and, and D-Rose. So for some reason, um, it changed and got rid of D-Rose, but we wouldn't have had his bird rights anyways. Okay. So that's not a big deal. If we wanted to re-sign him, so we, we probably could. want another point guard. I would maybe go a different route than, well, although Rose, I think, is coming back. We talked about this earlier. I yeah, think he comes back. I, really, I think he does, So too. for the for right the amount right, of money, for the, right deal. for the right amount of money, I think it makes sense. So maybe we try to re-sign Rose first let's because do we, ha- we don't have his bird rights. So that could make some sense. And, I mean, I don't think he's going to make a ton of money, but I, I guess I don't know that for sure. And, in fact, he's it, already signed. it looks like someone already re- – who signed him, I wonder, what they signed him for. I'm interested. We should go to the – because you can actually go in and take a look Player and see. Oh, I was going to say you can go in and look at the transactions. Oh, you can do that too. Otherwise, if you just type Rose and Player Finder, you'll be able to see too. Yeah, we can take a look there. So go by last name. We'll type his name in and see what happens. I'm interested to see what he went for because I'm – I'm a little surprised that we ended up uh, – I think we, we needed the cap space. I think was part of the reason why. Oh, and he's making way too much money. There's no way we'd pay him that. Three years, almost $60 million. Where'd he go? I mean, who's pay, why would you pay him that? What That's team? way too much money. Memphis. No. No, he's, fr- no, he's from Bulls. Memphis. Who? The Bulls signed him. They can have him. I'm fine with that. I'm not paying Derrick Rose at 30 years old $20 million a year. But that's good. That, op- that opens up options for what we want to do. So we're already going to keep Terrell and Jones. We need a better backup point guard, though. We can get uh, Alexi Towns. That's uh, Carl Towns' long-lost cousin. So point guards, looking at who's actually available. You have Raymond Felton. I don't mind Jared Jack as a backup. Aaron Bro- oh, not nah, definitely don't want Aaron Brooks. Remember Bobby Brown? Remember when he was with the Wolves briefly? Yeah, every little that step. That was not good. We have – would you go George Hill maybe on, on, on the right deal? Or – well, Rondo's not coming here. You have to try to look at guys that would maybe be willing to come here on a, P- like a, min, a min-type deal. I think he's going to want too much money. Yeah. I'd do that, though. If he, if he would sign for two years, almost $14 million, that's a I'm, pretty good I'm use good for our money. That. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good backup to Tyus. Or if if, he, if Pat Bev starts and Tyus just plays like major minutes off the bench, yeah, I'd be fine with I that too. Six man role. So Pat Bev signs two years, almost fourteen million, and then we got to re-sign Tyus Jones and Jared Terrell, and then 
We actually have nine players right now, so we actually have to get some other players first. So We back, need that stretch four. Yep, the stretch four would be big. I wonder who's actually available in this scenario. Nick uh, Miritich, but he makes a lot of money. He does. And you're not starting whoever you pick up here, so it doesn't make sense to spend a lot of money. So now expected for Taj is seven mil. Would you bring him back for seven mil? He'd, he'd be coming off the bench. For I would, I, I, I'd consider hands it. Down, hands Although, down how about this, though? Who would you take? Would you take Taj Gibson or would you take Thad Young at around the same price point? Or what about Kavon Looney? Kavon Looney. 23, and he's right around the same price point. If Kavon Looney's available, I might go him. Let's, let's, see, if we can re- let's see if we can sign Looney to a four-year deal. Ten a year? Ten a year's not bad. No, not if at all. If you can get him, I'd be fine with that. Boom. So that's Kavon cool. Looney, and actually, speaking of Kavon Looney, that's the guy that I used to beat Aaron last time I played him in 2K was <laughs> Kavon Looney. So that, uh, obviously he can hit the three and he can do some stuff. So now if we bring on Terrell and Jones, that would put us at 12. We would still need two more players. I think one more. I mean, it's 13. I think 13 is the men. No, 14 is. It 14 is, okay. players is the men, and, and, and you have to actually bring on someone other than that. So we need guys that aren't going to make a ton of money. But are still productive. Correct. So we already well, – so we'll have – Kendrick Perkins. We'll have three point guards, so we're fine there. A, a third. Guards? And we've got big men. Yeah, probably getting someone. Maybe we'd get a three-point specialist. Yeah. Let's see. What about, well, we could bring back Tolliver. He's only going to make $2 million a year. For that price. I think he'd be worth it. I like as it. As a depth guy. And he's got some position flexibility. I'll offer him a one-year min deal. And then, like you said, bringing on a, point, or a, a shooting guard would be a Jamal pr- Crawford. I'm definitely not doing that. They're generous in saying that he's a, a – how about Trayvon Blewett? He was a two-way guy before, but he's a really good three-point shooter, and he's still relatively young, so he can kind of grow a little bit. If you get him on a pretty low-end contract, that's not four, bad. Four or over four mil a year for two years, that's not bad. Yeah, let's do three years so we get his bird rights. That works. So that would be a pretty good use if we if this actually worked out as like a the Timberwolves offseason. I'd be very pleased with this. I think this is pretty good so far. Now we got to obviously bring on our guys, Tyus Jones. That's going to be pretty important to obviously grab him. And then also grabbing our other guy, Jared Terrell. Those are the two players we want to kind of end the offseason with. So if we offer him a four-year deal, and he signs right away, he's making just over $8 million a year. That's not bad. If you can get ties for that price, I'd be I'm pretty happy. That. And now that Fibs is gone... As long as his role does increase like you'd expect it to under Ryan Saunders, I do think that Tyus Jones would want to stay here. Yeah. So now the only thing we have to do is sign Jared Terrell. Again, he's like your emergency guard. So it's not like you're going to be pay- paying him a lot of money. I think he makes a lot of sense. And for that, we can again – we can. what's nice, you can search by bird rights for players that you actually want to re-sign to, get, uh, to be able to keep them and go over the cap. So we'll sign Jared Terrell as our emergency guard, and he signs immediately. And boom, there it is, 14. We also – leave ourselves an open roster spot, which is going to be big. I think that makes a big difference. So we'll finish off the offseason here. We'll simulate through training camps, and then we'll jump into season number two. And at that point, we'll be joined by Aaron, who's going to be uh, come back on. Yeah. So you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are the Howl. This is our first quarter, our 2K all-day segment. All right, so season two is starting up now. As we usually do, we take a look at the power rankings See what the different guys think the Wolves are going to do. What are predictions? Well, let's let's uh, let's welcome Aaron Groshan back into the quarter. That's true. He has Hi, joined us. Hey guys, nice to join you. 
predictions for the power rankings. Mark I Spears would, is going to love us, as he always does. I'm going to say 13th. So I think Mark Spears will have us top 10, and I think both 2K and NBA.com will have us in the bottom 10, of the, so in the 20 to 30 range. Really? I think all three are going to have us in the 15 to 20 range. 13 to 17, all three. All right, so NBA.com, they have us. Hey. There we go. All right, NBA.com has us 11th. There you go. Then you look at 2K Sports. They have us as 25th. Yikes. So they are haters. And Mark Spears, wow, Mark Spears isn't even a lover. Usually Mark Spears loves us. 12th. 12th. Well, that's not bad. I think if you were to average those three, you're pretty much at Six, that 16. Thir- 13 that I called. So 16. that's not bad. I did the math. You did? Yeah. Well, then we know it was wow. wrong. We know the math was wrong. Then. Rain Man over here. <laughs> 16th. Welcome back. All right, so that's not bad. Again, so we'll go over just the roster position by position. Who's that guy? The so we have Tyus Jones and Patrick Beverly. We have Trayvon Blewett, Josh Okogie, Jared Terrell, and Zach Lofton are shooting guards. We have Wiggins, Covington, and Victor Willis. Victor Willis, of course, was our second-round draft pick. Yeah, Aaron, you, you weren't here when this happened, but yeah. we drafted him. He He's is a, a small prospect. forward. Seven foot five wingspan is a small forward. Six yeah. foot nine. Fifty nine overall. Yeah, he's uh, not great. But, nice but knowing you. He's a uh, depth guy. He's got he's got some he's got some time. We have Sarge, Looney, and Tolver are power forwards and Towns. I like that. Bull Bull, Mitchell Robinson, and Tyler Davis is our two way player. So a okay. pretty stacked roster. I think so we'll go ahead and jump to a little before the trade deadline, see how the Timberwolves are doing at that stage. Predictions for you guys. I'm thinking we're going to take a nice step up. We'll probably be, you know, four four games over 500 at that point. I was going to say 44 wins, 38 losses. Oh, you're predicting for the whole season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking when we get to the uh, midway point because we'll take a look at maybe doing some trades. Trade deadline or the true yep, right around the, point? Right around the trade deadline, yep. I'll go four games over 500 with you. Yeah, I think that's pretty it, close. It feels right. What do you think, I'll, Kev? Uh, I'll be a little bit more conservative. I'll say two over 500. Well, oh. we'll see what happens, but uh, 0-4 start is not the way to go. We will jump ahead, though, to that point and see where the team is looking. So we are at the midway point. Wolves are 26-26, and 26, so not that far off. We thought we'd be about 30-22. and 22. Yeah, I think. I called four games above 500 with you, and Kevin was slightly less than that with two games over 500. So a bit below expectations, the Timberwolves thus far. We're February 5th through the season. A bit of a skitter rolling into this point, Rob. A lengthy losing streak. Let's see what the rest of the season has so in store. They do. So Ryan Saunders has us starting Patrick Beverly. He's playing about 25 minutes. So it's, it's Beverly Wiggins, Covington, Sarge Towns. And Tyus Jones is getting all the backup minutes. Trayvon Blewett's playing quite a bit. Mitchell Robinson and Bull Bull. Akogi's got no minutes. Akogi's not getting minutes yet. Although, I mean, that's that's okay. He's only 74 in the game. I mean, in real life, I do think he's better than he shows in the game. I think that's part of the, the issue you run. Sometimes with 2K is there's only so much they can do with those young players. I agree with that, Rob. So taking a look at – let's take a look at the standings, see where we're at. So we're second in the division. As far as the conference is concerned, right now we're just – Barely in the playoffs. So, wow, the Lakers, 39-14, leading the way. The Kings, 32-19. and So the Kings and the Nuggets, by the way, are really playing well in these Sims, just like in real life. 2K really gets that. Those teams are really starting to come to the fold, which is cool. I'm looking at season statistics, player stats, so no surprise, Towns leading the way. He's down on rebounds, so we're probably starting to get just maybe across the team better rebounding is maybe my understanding there, I would think. 
You're getting five from Saric. You're getting some pretty good production out of some of these players. Anything surprise you there, Aaron? Uh, I mean, Covington's solid here. He's averaging 1.8 steals per game. You know, it's that defensive effort from him. Where's Pat Bevat on steals per game? Just over one and a half, I believe. Five assists per game, which isn't too bad. So solid defensive play. It'd be interesting to see what the total team defensive rating is at this point it, to see if you've actually put together a, a properly defensive team. I'd imagine so, given that Pat Bev and Tyus are rather good at defense. If we look at differential, which I think can kind of at least give us a pretty good idea as far as points, we are, we're we 10th in differential. Yep, solid. So that's not bad. We're only allowing uh, you know 105.8. That's not terrible. Yeah, I like it. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they're looking like a pretty solid team. What we saw in season number one, uh, Aaron, you weren't here yet at that point, but we noticed that under Ryan Saunders, we were top 10 in terms of three-point attempts, and we were also top 15 in terms of makes and percentage. Where are we at right now? So that's that's pretty important. Obviously, when it comes to the NBA this season, it's going to be pretty important to shoot threes. We are 10th, so we're still taking uh, or making uh, the 10th most, which is pretty good. As far as attempts, we're 14th, so we're still you know kind of the tops of the league. And, wow, in terms of percentage, we're third. Well, I was going to say, I mean, if you're top 10 and, and makes and, and, and lower than that in attempts, you've got to be shooting a, a good percentage. We still stink at free throws, though. We're, we're, in, the, we're in the bottom bottom 10 of the league in free throws. Well, that's what so, Andrew Wiggins is for. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins definitely lowers that a bit. Rest of the season, we'll jump into that now. Do we want to make any trades? I think I think we're pretty set with far as the team is concerned. I don't I'm have happy with that, it. Yeah, there's no one that I'm really like. I want to get rid of this guy. Maybe contract extensions. No one's available for those either. So I think we're pretty much set there. Hopefully, we can make the playoffs. I think we got a we're a dark horse playoff team. Do we make it? What do you guys think? Uh, I think if we do, we sneak into that eight seed. I don't think we do anything better than that. I feel solid with that eight seed. Interesting matchup with the Lakers feels inevitable. Could we take down the King and uh, the Los Angeles Lakers? Highly doubtful, but interesting enough to see how this season will shake out uh, under the second year of Ryan Saunders in our NBA 2K League fantasy, or not fantasy, uh, simulation here. Well, it's kind of a fantasy because there are no injuries. We turn those off, so it's, oh, a, it's a bit of a fantasy. But at that point, we wanted to be able to see what Saunders can do. And, and it's not like it's an advantage. Every team has no injuries. Well, let's face it, Rob. We've been doing the NBA 2K All Day segment on the Howl Radio for forever, it feels like. And as you know, doing these NBA 2K sims, it's really no fun simming with Carl Anthony Town on a make-believe injury out for, you know, three-fourths of the season. And it really throws off sort of what the projections are. And it's why you yep. do this sort of stuff. It's because you're, it's interesting to see the projections, how it all pieces together. And, yeah, here we are in March. The team, I would say, is doing all right in March. I, I got to believe we're making a push here in the standings. 36-31 and 31 is a pretty solid record. Uh, we just took out the Kings, who were the number yep. two seed for a while. And is that I, – Rob, I can't see – is that a nine? Is it ninety percent chemistry right now? Yep, ninety-one percent. Which generally, to be successful in this game, you need to be in the nineties for chemistry as far as the season's concerned. We're struggling a bit though to end here. We just beat the Celtics, though. That's a solid win, and we ki- actually we, we murdered the Celtics. Can we hit forty wins? Nope. We lost to uh, JP McCurra's team. Wasn't meant to be, apparently. Oh, it's it's JP McCurra's team now. <laughs> well, it's got to be right. Yeah, Kemba, who? Oh my god. It no one needs Kemba. Come on now. It's all about Makira. Hey, he's a great player. Forty one and thirty eight. We're coming down last week of the season. If we could find a way to scrounge out at least one more win, 
We oh, how do you lose to the Suns? And we beat the Warriors. Whatever. I don't know. I don't get it. You want to go over the superlatives, hey, Aaron? What was our what was our final record? Forty two and forty. So two games over five hundred. That's not bad. Does is it enough to make it? It sounds like somebody said that just before. What are the superlatives? You want to you want to do it, Aaron? Well, we got LeBron James here with the MVP. That feels like the no doubt answer now with the Los Angeles Lakers, and our Rookie of the Year. Zion Williamson with the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow, the Grizzlies lucked out there. Sixth man of the year goes to another Los Angeles Laker. His name is Nikola Vucevic. Davis player of the year, Davis. Anthony Davis. Yep, that's a no-brainer. That's almost a lock, it feels like. Most improved player. This one comes a a bit of a surprise to me. Eric Bledsoe. 22.1 points per game. With the magic. With the magic. And that's surprising because... He's really playing good in, yep. in real life in the NBA. He's playing solid for the Milwaukee Bucks, so I, I just really don't get that. Luke Walton gets coach of the year with the 61 Los and 21. Lakers. That's a record. Well, fantastic season there. Do we make the play? Well, let's look at uh, All NBA, I guess, first. Hopefully, Towns makes uh, All NBA. First, second, Towns does not make it. So, unfortunately, that wasn't meant to be. And Kemba Walker does, by the way. So, maybe, it's, maybe it is still his team. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> How about defensive team? Let's see, the snake Jimmy Butler made first team all defensive. Oh, you're calling Jimmy Butler the snake now. Oh, of course. Come on now. I thought he's the wrecking ball. That too. He's I everything. Like that one. Did you guys see that? <laughs> it came in like a wrecking ball. I like that. That's actually a pretty that, good nickname. That, that feels fitting. The snake is Kevin Durant. Bull Bull makes uh, all rookie first team, which is nice to see. Yeah. Oh, that's, hey, you got to get and that. And here it uh, is. Does, or do the Timberwolves make the playoffs? They do. Actually, the sixth seed. That's Holy not bad. Holy that's not bad at all. And we're playing the Kings, who God, we the beat Kings. in the regular season. We did. We did. That's a good squad, though. All right, we'll go game by game, because I think that's how we're doing it. 1-0, that's not bad. I'll take we do it. have a better team than the Kings, though. Can we say that? Like, uh, We can say it. We're homers. Ah, uh, 1-1. One, one. That's right. okay, because you're now splitting on yep. their court. And now it's coming back to Minnesota. Yep. Time to go up 2-1. Oh, the Kings take Ooh. game, game three number three. Game three is important. 2-2. Two, two. That's not – all right. It's it, it could be worse. We're going back to Sacramento. Worse. Game number five. Maybe Phoenix right now. Could be swept by now. Ah, oh, we lose game five. So it comes back to Minnesota now, right, for game six? Sure. Can we tie it to three games to three? All right, oh here we go. Game my. seven. So we're the only – actually, one of two seven-game series going on in the, in the playoffs for this season. Here it is. Game number seven. Can we do it? I'm nervous. Wow. Done. That's a Let's stunner. Hey, stunner. Rob, do me a favor and hit that box score. Oh, once we got to see that box seven. score. Papev took him down in the fourth quarter. Look at that—a a fantastic. Oh second wow, yeah, half. definitely a good second half. Kept him to thirty-eight Oof. points in How the about, second half. So look at the first quarter. So we're up thirty-three to eighteen after the first, and then they outscore us thirty-eight to twenty-two in the second. A, a bigger point, though. The amount of points we gave up in the second half is exactly how many we gave up yeah, in the you're second. Right. That's crazy. Quarter. Ugh. Andrew was, Wiggins lays a dud. Although, who, actually, look at this. A lot of stats. Three rebounds, two assists, two steals. I mean, I guess we'll take that. Robert Mitch, Covington. Mitchell Robinson. Turnovers. Look at this with the 10.7 rebounds for the, the I definitely young take stud that. there. Towns getting. See, I think part of the reason Towns isn't getting the rebounds anymore is because you're getting more from guys like Robinson. We had some really good depth here. I mean, look at the players, you know, it's six points and above. I think Eight boards from Sarich. Kevin Looney gets you seven boards. Bull Bull gets you five boards. So we're definitely out-rebounding teams, I think. That's really been a strategy. Defense and rebounding, man. All right, here it it is. What are we thinking? It's Rockets. We're taking on the two-seed Rockets. 
This is going to be a tough one. And then up above us, we have Lakers versus Warriors, which that would be a fun series. The Lakers were stretched to seven games by the Blazers. That's crazy to me. All right, here it is. Second round, game number one. We lose, uh, oof, not close. We lost by 24. Not exactly ideal. Game number two. Wow, we win game two. All right, I'll take that. We're so a scrappy Game bunch. number two, we win in Houston. Back to Minnesota, we go. And we win game one. Yeah. In Minnesota, game. two games to one, we're up. Let's go. Scrappy pack. 3-1. 2-2. Dang it. What hey, I've f- seen this story before. Yeah, I have too. I have as well. I, the, the Rockets, man. They get it. They have our number. 3-2. We're close one again. We lost by 11. That's, that's pretty close. Come on now. No, it's not. Here it is. In Minnesota. Oh, we've been eliminated. Let's take a look in, at the box score. Anyone jump off? Wiggins. Wow, 35 points. That was for you, Aaron. We know you're not a believer. Ten assists from Pat Bev. Carl Towns, sixteen, seven, and four. Although you need more than sixteen points from your guy. Yeah, like we need more than that from from Towns. Kayvon Looney gets you nice, uh, but yeah, you're right. That the ten dimes from uh, Pat Bev is pretty nice. So we'll definitely take that. You're still getting good productivity on the uh, on the boards. I don't really see where it went wrong, other than yeah, Pat Bev going five for fourteen. I think he was zero for four from three. Wow, look at some and of these, Capella though. Capella Chris Paul us. gets you a double-double. James Harden, double-double. Capella, a double-double. Oof. Not only is... 17 from Brandon Knight. Hold on. Brandon Knight's playing? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Not only did Capella have a double-double, he had 19 points, 18 rebounds. That's on ridiculous. of 10 from the floor. So. 5 of 12 from three-point for James Harden. Incredibly efficient. We should look. What's our three-point shooting look like here? We got... Uh, Wow, Wiggins four of eight from three. Towns two of three. Sarge two of three. Pat Bev. God, Robert Covington though just pooped the bed. One of seven. One of four from three. Uh, that Ugh. was it. It's not doing it. That's not all doing it, takes. it. Pretty productive season though. I think it's a good step in the right direction as we jump into off season number two. A second round in the playoffs. I'll take it any any year. Give me second round in the playoffs every year. Yep. I'm I'd be happy. fine with that. I'm happy. I think that if the team's trending in the right direction under Ryan Saunders, you definitely have some positivity. Whereas under and Thibodeau, we lost, and then we lost to the the. Yep, they champions. end up winning the championship. James Harden is your MVP. They win four zero over the Celtics in the championship. Interesting. And the Lakers actually the one seed really struggled in the playoffs. Yeah, you have the MVP. You have the coach of the year. You have the sixth man of the year in the Lakers on this sim, this NBA two K sim. Falling in the second round of the playoffs to the Clippers. That's ridiculous. So that, that's tough. That's a tough break. Um, let's see what the offseason brings. So this would be now going into the third season under in, Ryan Saunders. in the Ryan yep. Saunders era of Minnesota Timberwolves basketball. Let's see what's up next here, Rob. League meetings we start off with. Uh, they eliminate the five-second back-to-the-basket violation, and they basically – you can take the ball off the rim now, so they're going to European so once, it, once it hits the rim, yep. it's, it's so fair game. So nothing wrong with that, which is I basically – What do you mean there's nothing wrong with that? That's a horrible rule. A lot, I mean, that's international competition. Even the Olympics that's like playing, that. That's like playing tips on 21 The Olympics has that. I mean, it's on the rim. You can take it off. The vulture. Yep. Not just in can Kevin Cousy, but in a game of 21. I hate to break it to you, Rob. I mean, have you watched a lot of the international play? I mean, come on now. I mean, I have. I've watched lots of international yeah, play. Yeah, I understand that. By so. the way, we had made a trade earlier with the New York Knicks. It is the number two pick currently. 
So I wonder if it's it might be it might be protected though is the only thing. What? So we have a chance at the number two? It, it might be protected. Though. I don't remember what it was. It, oh, so it was not protected, but they dropped every spot they could, and so we have the fifth. But that's still pretty good. I'll take it, man. All things considered, so we have five and eighteen. That's in the pretty draft. good. That's Put a pretty your good GM draft. caps on, boys. Let's make it make a make a guy. Let's do it. So we definitely need to upgrade our trainer. I think he is a B. Is there anyone? Yeah, see, Navarro, we definitely need to get the A trainer so we can get those extra training camps. I think that's going to be pretty important. We can is send related, some of these other guys over. Is he related to Dave? Maybe it's his, maybe it's his cousin. You definitely got to pay these guys money, though. I'll tell you that right now. We got really fortunate. Aaron, you weren't here when we went over this, but during the regular season, if you change all your coaches then, they all will take like hardly any money because they don't have a job. Who's our CFO? He looks like uh, Dave Benz. Oh, he's got a really funny name. His name's like Twin Olsen. <laughs> Doesn't he? A little what's, bit. What's his name? It's Twin Olsen. Oh. So Twin Olsen is our CFO. Our assistant GM is Jordan Davis. Ryan Saunders, obviously, is our, our head coach. Our Benjamin Jones. Walker. Actually, it kind of looks like DJ Ski. Ben, ben <laughs> it looks like Ski a little bit. This is crazy. That's funny. Well, hey, it, you could do a lot worse, right? Yeah. And then, of course, Cuba Gooding Jr. is our... Is our scout, <laughs> and he's a, ch- a little, a little he's a, uh, Chinese so man. It's his, it's an Asian guy, <laughs> and and they use his face on almost every single created coach, like almost every guy. If you go and look oh at their my picture, gosh, that's that's good. the it's like the default picture that they end up using for almost everybody. All right, let's see. Did we get the trainer? We did. So boom, we're all set with training staff and everything. Now we'll jump to the uh, a lot of green arrows pointing up on the roster. I NBA like that. draft guys are getting better under Ryan Saunders, and that's exactly what you want to see. You definitely weren't seeing that when Tom Thibodeau was the coach. So we are at the draft. We did make sure to grab the 2020 custom draft class so we can get those actual players. Guys like LaMelo Ball are going to be in this draft, which is going to be pretty important. I I mean, I'm not going to take LaMelo Ball necessarily, but he does get pretty good. I'm a big LaMelo Ball fan. I'll tell you. I think he's going to be a baller. Watching him in high school, I know a lot of people don't like him, but I'm a fan. I'm in his corner. I think he's going to be really good. And and Lonzo's been pretty good. Here's the thing about LaMelo. And I haven't really talked to you guys about it. Everybody goes after him. It's not like he shows up on the court and they're like letting him just do whatever he wants, yep. right? It, it's it's like the opponent's dream to either dunk on him or to steal him or block block his shot. So I mean, he's getting very likely every defensive player's best effort against him. Oh, and he's definitely. still doing what he's doing. So when you have a guy that's battle tested like that, you gotta roll with that. I know we don't need a center, but man, James Wiseman, seven foot one with an eight foot wingspan. That's ridiculous. Good lord. I would say this: dump that one guy. That's Bull Bull. No, no, no. The other guy was like a fifty nine. Oh, but well, yeah, but you're not playing. The problem is you have so many centers. Then yeah, we've already got Towns. We've already got Bull Bull. Oh, this is who we've we already take got at Mitchell five? Robinson. Yeah, these are guys we have available at five right now. No, 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 no. How about Khalil Whitney? You Clint got, Whitney, a small forward, 6'8", with a 7'5", wingspan. Cole Anthony, a 79 at 19. And he's a point guard. And a point guard. But the big guy's an 81. Yeah, but, I mean, you're, not ta- you're talking. And he's 18, Rob, or 19. But you know who Cole Anthony is, right? Cole Anthony is going to be a, a really good player at the next level. I'm telling you, man. Oh. That's so many centers, though. That's so many centers. We already got Bull Bull. Bull Bull. Oh, my Bull God. Bull Bull. Should we see what, wait, let's see what we can get in a trade for Bull Bull. Should we do that? And then we could take that guy. We could take Wiseman. Sure. The thing to remember, like, like Kevin said, we don't have a good top-tier point guard. So Cole Anthony takes you to the next level because Tyus is not that good at this stage. 
And Patrick Beverly's about to die. So it's like, <laughs> we got to do Come something. On, that guy's ancient. Uh, Look at his comparisons. Yeah, I want to see that. For who? who they, Wiseman? Who they, yeah, who they compare him to. He's unpredictable, first of all. Draft Express, big board position rank, number Dikembe one. Dikembe Batumbo is his ceiling. All NBA. His no, floor no, no, sorry, is Greg for Monroe. The point guard, for the point guard. So his floor is a starter in his His ceiling, ceiling is Tim is Hardaway? NBA. That's not even a good ceiling. Excellent penetrator and scores with ease when he gets to the rim. Oh, sorry, Tim Hardaway. I was thinking Tim Hardaway Jr. No. Yeah, that's it, not bad. So his ceiling has some ability at creating shots. Yep. Keep going, Rob. Excellent penetrator. Has some Rob appreciates that skill. Ability of creating not, shots. If yeah. not the most, then one of the most athletic players in the draft. Oof. He often appears unaware on defense. That's not a good thing. I don't love that. But he is going to be good. Who's the other po- point guard? Javon Quinterly actually gets really good in this game. I can actually tell you he gets really good in this game. So he has a, a pretty good wingspan. 6'2", but he's got a 6'7 wingspan. His ceiling is Nick Van Axel. That's your ceiling? I feel like passing on this 81 Although, overall How is his floor John Paxson? Like, that's not even... What do you mean? John Paxson won multiple NBA championships. But that's my point. Starting... John Paxson is like... Oh. That's solid. Yeah. That's what that means. Well, what do we, um, it's tough. let's see what we can get for Bol Bol. If we could, I know we, we, you love Bol Bol. Kevin, he's your guy. I get it. But if we could trade him... Man, he's 79 overall, though. Can you get a pick... For He's him, mo- moving back into the draft. No offers were found, so nobody wants Bull Bull. What does that tell us? Nobody wants the guy. What if we could trade Kayvon Looney and we'll keep Bull Bull? Bull Bull can play power forward, and we could have that Wiseman playing center. Let's see what you What can about do? Mitchell Robinson? Oh, we do have Mitchell Robinson, too. I just Yeah, we got a lot of centers. We have to re-sign Mitchell Robinson, though, too. Oh, okay. So trade him. Perfect time to trade him. We don't have his. We don't have his rights because he's not on the team currently. Oh. So I think we should trade Kayvon Looney and we should draft that James Wiseman. Let's see what. Let's see what the offers are. Eight foot wingspan, man. That is something else. Otherwise, I, I'm I'm not opposed to forcing the square peg in the round hole here. We can. T- the just, point guard? We can switch gears, yeah. I would take that point guard. I think we need a point guard, too. It's, I think we do, too. There's got to be something positive. I think the point guard. I, I, I think that's what it is. That's, Keep an eye on this James Wiseman. If this sim goes out like five years and that guy turns like a knight, eight, yeah, I'm going to... Eight-foot wingspan? You're going to break my heart. Man, that's crazy. Eight-foot. That's, that's, that's Mo Bamba. That's what that is, basically. Cole Anthony is the fastest player with and without the ball. Well, I'll take that. Speed. If you went to the Lakers, you'd have the ball. Who is picked next after us? Probably. What if James Wiseman was still available? We're not looking at. We're not looking at trading anybody. We have. Uh, wow. This Josh Green still available? Six foot six shooting guard, seven two wingspan, nineteen. He's a seventy nine overall. Is he a good shooter? I mean, yes. I hope so. I don't. Who's Bryant Stith? No idea. I think we just found our Hall of Harvard history. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to Google him right now. Interesting. I think that's our guy. It's a position in need. Although you, you really wanted that center. There's another center that's pretty good. Seven foot seven wingspan. No. I think this is the guy. I think Josh Green gives us a, a really, I mean, that's, that's a pretty solid 79 overall at 19 years old. Huh. Superior lockdown defender. I can dig it. All right. We're going for it. That's and a then, Pat Bev replacement. And we do right not there. have a second-round pick because we did trade it, but it worked out because it got us that top-10 pick. He's from Arizona, so. I think that went about as good okay, as a draft go could. Go back to the draft. I want to see who, how long it took before that center was drafted after us. So we drafted Cole Anthony at five, 
He went, wow, he really dropped a long ways. He ended the up going Celtics 12. at 12. LaMelo La Ball uh, actually went uh, later, too. We could have taken him, but I think we made the right choice. Cole Anthony's going to be really good. Bryant Stith was involved in the trade along with Andre Miller that sent Darius Miles to the Clippers. Interesting. By the way, we're not going to re-sign Victor Willis. Nope. Bye-bye. Yeah, he needs to go. Get the box of Kleenex out. Yep. Adios to him. Qualifying offers will probably – no, we don't – wow, he got amazing. So that was our two-way guy, and he's, like, incredible. Who? So we, we took him Whoa. as a two-way player, and now he's apparently a, he a two-way star. He was a 65 when we signed him, Aaron. And he's a two-way star now. So, nice yeah, we're going to keep guys. him. I think we can get rid of Zach Lofton. I mean, he's a Minnesota kid, which is great. 77. But yeah, but he's, he's 27 years old. I don't think we – we only brought him on as kind of a depth guy. Dario Sarge took the next step, but which that's is another, good. That's another center, too, by the way, with Tyler Davis. Yeah, but I don't care. He's a low post. He's, a, he's literally a star. 81, and he's blossoming. You can't pass up on stars, man. That's I true. Mean, that's, I tell you what, that totally forgives that uh, Wiseman guy. Doesn't that it? Passed on. Yeah, that but two-way still, guy. Still, I want to keep track of that. But that two-way guy ended up being really, really good. Now we got to see if there's some good two-way players that we can pick up for this one. So the problem we ran into last time before you were here was that the person that created the first draft class we did did not focus on depth, and so there was no good there was no good talent as far as two way players. What's nice is this one we went with is the one we normally go with in year two, and there's some nice talent. So you can get a guy like Jalen Banks who gets pretty good as far as two way players, and then you can actually get some guys that maybe take that next step. I don't know if anyone's going to take the next step like the guy we just took though. Never say never, Rob. So we'll uh, go through a free agency here, and then we'll jump in to the second, or sorry, the third season. We'll see how it goes, and that'll probably be all we do it for this segment. So again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute Channel. We are the Howl, and this is first quarter our 2K All Day segment. All right, the 2020 off season is complete. We're going to run down the roster for you. Let's start with our centers. And work backwards because we've got a, a name that we want to surprise you with at the end. Uh, Towns, uh, Tyler Davis, our two-way superstar, and Mitchell Robinson are our centers. Dario Saric, we re-signed long-term. Kevon Looney, we've still got for three more years. And our two-way guy, Rolando McGee. Our small forwards are Wiggins and Covington. Uh, shooting guards, Akogi, Trayvon Blewett, Josh Green, and Jared Terrell. And we've got a few point guards, <laughs> uh, Cole Anthony, who was our first overall, uh, first round selection, Pat Bev, Tyus Jones, and a guy that we all freaked out when we saw come across our trade block, Mac McClung from Georgetown is in this game. And then our two-way guy, Jalen Banks. So we are all super excited about having Mac McClung on this squad. He won't play much considering we have Tyus Jones, Patrick Beverly, and Cole Anthony, but I don't care. But we could honestly probably try to get rid of Pat Bev. I mean, I, I'm surprised we haven't done it already. Should we do that now? Should Let's we start off now. the season and trade Pat Bev? And then we'll go over our power rankings. To be fair, I don't like Pat Bev in real life, so I'm fine with getting rid of him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, some fascinating notes uh, – to go over as well while you work through these trade offers, Rob, is um, Josh Okogie's now starting at the shooting guard position for us. Uh, that's a development from last year. He was on the bench, barely getting minutes in uh, last season's Sam 
What do you got here for a trade offer? So this is what I like. So Patrick Beverly in a second for Tony Bradley in a first. And what this does is it helps us out next season. If we lose our two-way guy, if we can't re-sign him, we do still have another guy we can re-sign on the cheap in Tony Bradley. Fair enough. We have 13 offers on the table. Let's flick through these next couple, Rob, to see if there's anything else that um, trips your tingler. Nothing else jumps off the page too much. I don't hate Taj Gibson in a, in a second, but I think the other offer still is a little better. Yep. I'm 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 agreeing with that. Jonathan Motley, Joe Ingles for oh, Toby Flunderson for Bev and uh, Terrell. I kind of like that on a one year rental. I actually don't hate this deal. I would be fine with this deal too. Let's see. We got five more left. We have a Riza and a first for Beverly in a second. I do like the idea of getting a future first. Yes. So okay. that's another deal that I don't mind. It is top three protected too. So not terrible. I will say I don't hate this deal because we get a first and we can move we can move Jared Terrell in the deal and we don't necessarily need him now. Yeah, we don't really need another shooting guard. We can get Rudy Gay, which I don't want to do. Cristiano Felicio. McDermott, but I don't want to give up a second. I say take anything that can get us the first. I think this is the deal. Tony Bradley in a first. Is the are the Jazz a poor team? Because there's a couple first round picks in there. Well, you have to remember and too, that's though. That's a ways out. That's so, twenty three. There was some of that were the next the next year. I don't think any of them were firsts from that next year. See, that's yep. ways out too. Twenty three. Twenty three. They're all twenty threes. So I think that's the one. Are we okay with that? Yeah, sure thing. All right, so we'll grab Tony Bradley. That gives us some depth for the future, which is good. Boom! There we go. So uh, should we take a look at uh, power rankings? Yeah, let's do it. Um, prediction. Oh wow! Hello, Rob jumped the gun. NBA.com I mean, has still, us third. That's still night and day higher than I thought we would have been. 2K is going to probably have us down a little bit more, like 11 or 12. So NBA.com has us power ranked number three overall. The second behind, best team in the West. Behind the Raptors and the Warriors. Wow. And then 2K, haters, 26. How, how is that even possible? I don't know. <laughs> oh, And then Mark Spears gets it right. He's got us fourth. So overall, I think we, we definitely improved quite a bit. What's our... Uh, Median average there, Kevin? Math, 16th. Math Stradamus? I think it would be 16th again. I feel like Kevin no. just says 16 every no. time. No, no, no. No, because no, what, what, uh, what did 2K have us at? 23? 25. 25. It's like ninth overall, Kev. 25. 20, 25 plus, plus 2 plus 4 is 31. 29. Like 10. Yeah. So, sorry, 10. I, I did my math wrong. That's that public school education. You're definitely not Rain Man. No. You're like Trickle Man, I think. Like, <laughs> what? Sprinkle Man? <laughs> yes, Sprinkle Man. Trickle Man? <laughs> so we'll jump ahead to the uh, halfway point. Let's go with, uh, as usual, let's take a look at predictions. I think we're going to be 10 games over 500. At the halfway point? Yep. Well, a little before the halfway, so we're, like, we're on the trade deadline. Eight. Eight games over? Six yep. over. Six over. Look at All us. Right. We're like an elevator. I like our chances. I mean, regardless, we definitely are moving in the right direction. So, again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing in That Channel. We are the Howl. This is quarter one. We are doing a 2K simulation for our 2K all-day segment. This is the Ryan Saunders era. All right, we're back with the Howl, our NBA 2K all-day segment. And we have some surprising start to the season here with this Third season, Ryan Saunders' team kicking off the season 0-6. We thought all things were going downhill. We could not believe. We thought we made some 
fantastic roster moves. And then all things change. We finally got that win. Team chemistry is now at an all-time high, 92%. Rob Hess, the man himself, hits the nail on the head, calls it spot Ten on. Ten games, over 500. The Wolves are currently sitting 30-20, and 20, but they are in a crowded Western Conference. Fourth overall seed, if I'm not mistaken, in the Western Conference that is at correct. 10 games over. Yep. That is surprising. I would have thought we'd be battling. We're one of the worst at points per game, but we're also one of the best at points. Actually, we're literally the best at points allowed per game. We had some fantastic win streaks. We had a couple a couple six-game win streaks, an eight-game win streak. Uh, the team really was catching fire. But who's in front of us right now? We got the Rockets, we got the the Lakers, and the Jazz. But the Jazz are Rockets I mean, they, are right about right around us, more than us. Yep. So Jazz, Thunder, Lakers are above us. So a very crowded Western Conference, as I said. Uh, Rob, what do you want to get into here? Let's take a look quickly before we move on to just the player stats. He was doing well for the Wolves. So Cole Anthony actually is our points per game leader. Yeah, buddy. Nice pick as a rookie. Yeah, 1.7 steals and almost six assists, too. So we have a very likely front runner right now for rookie of the year. You agree? I would have to say so. He's really playing well. I mean, that that is, I don't want to say shocking, but it's impressive. We 23 should... points a game for the rookie? Yep. <laughs> you, know who, you know who we should check out is your guy, uh, the center that you really liked. And see what he's actually been able yeah, to do. Yeah, we should. Well, that goes trust your gut. I, you know, sometimes you guys know, I'll dig my heels in a bit. I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this one go. I, I, I seated my my position rather simply, I would say. So he's backing up Al Horford, which mm-hmm. makes sense. So uh, he's probably not doing much. So 14 his, and 10, 15 and 10. That's his per 36. Um, and he's putting up some pretty good numbers. Yeah, so he's legit. So he's been pretty but solid. But I'll tell you what, I'll take uh, 23 a game from Cole Anthony. And, Cole Anthony's uh, looking good. A new franchise starting point guard. We have a couple guys that are willing to re-sign. Should we re-sign Robert Covington? Yes, we should. I think that makes sense. So he gets a contract extension for two more years. Happily re-signed. Mitchell Robinson, we can't. I don't know that we can re-sign him. I think we got to let him go. Well, now here's the thing, though. Hear me out. If we can re-sign him, then we don't have to worry so much about Tyler Davis. I would rather have Tyler Davis, though. Even though he's older? And he's like the same overall, but he's blossoming. He is blossoming. Let's yeah, hold he, off. Let's wait. Rob, Rob, he went up sixteen overall points in one season. That's true. So let's hold off. I, I'm with you. Let's hold off. Yeah. I don't think we make any trades. We don't want to mess with that 92 percent no. chemistry. So I think we go to the end of the season. We are, and we're playing a pretty bad team at the end of the season too. So hopefully we're on a bit of a win streak there going into the playoffs. You know, we seem to struggle against teams that aren't good. I've noticed that. Whether the it's Suns. the Hawks, we lost. Man, it's it's a little frustrating, but that's uh, that's Timberwolves basketball. I'm not going to blame Ryan Saunders for that. He inherited, you know, a bad franchise. Let's just say that. So trade deadline passes. Uh, we are sitting at 31 and 23. So uh, really a rough start to the second half of the season. But maybe it's just like the start of the season where we start off a little slow yeah. and then all of a sudden we pick it up. I'd be okay with that. Get a rest at the All Star break and come back and rattle off six in a row. Here we go. That's what I'm hoping for. So we uh, lost to the Thunder, unfortunately. Lost to the Kings. Ugh. Kings are good, though. I guess I should. They shouldn't. are really good. The Kings are a really good team. 32-27. and 27. So this has not been a great post, uh, post-break team early on. 
Man, we're still losing to bad teams. The Mavericks, I get that they're a, a good young franchise, but we shouldn't be losing to them. I'm okay with what's happening, Rob. I mean, we're, we're sitting good in the standings. We have great potential in a, in a core of youth players. All eyes north. We are losing games quickly, though. We just lost to the Cavs, and we got blown out by the Cavs, mind you. This is we're 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 on the we're we're close to being worse than last season. Calm down. The the game can pick up on your attitude right now, Rob. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. It's not a thing. It's coming down to the wire. There's what two weeks left. The Wolves are about to be under 500 in a second here. Shush. I mean, that's literally what's happening here. Make it stop. I don't know what happened, but we are struggling. Well, Can we you, win? All right. If we win the last game, we finish. Uh, we have a chance. So we've hit there. So we 42 is what we had last season. So we're going to be at least the same, if not better. Last week of the season, we beat the Nuggets. We lose to the Rockets, and we beat the Bulls. So 44 and 38, we got better. We'll take that. That's all right. That's what you want to see is growth from year to year. What do you uh, go over the superlatives, Kev? Uh, James Harden gets MVP, averaging thirty-five point seven points per game. Pretty good. Your Rookie of the Year, Cole Anthony from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Love it. Love it. Three point seven points per game. Stud. Aaron Holiday is your Sixth Man of the Year for the Pacers. Ant Davis, DPOY. That's two years in a row for him. Dennis Smith Jr., most improved player. Well, good for him. And Luke Walton is your coach of the year. 58 and 24, nothing wrong with that. All right, so jumping into the all-NBA teams, hopefully we make it. Hopefully. Wow, how about this, by the way? Cousins goes to the Lakers. Interesting. Yep, and we do not have anyone make the all-NBA teams. Zion gets uh, third team in his, what, second season in the yeah, NBA? good for him. We had no one on the all-NBA one, two, or three. Robert Covington, though, makes all-defensive second team. Yeah. We'll take that. Obviously, we have our guy Cole Anthony making all-rookie. So we'll take that. And we finish. Uh, and we actually improved. We went from the sixth seed to the five seed. We were the – oh, yeah. That's right. We we're, were taking on Jeff Teague and the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz. <laughs> that new-look Utah Jazz Which you missed this. Uh, season number one, Jeff Teague took the Jazz to the Western Conference Finals. So pretty Undoubtedly, interesting Undoubtedly, of course. And, I mean, obviously, he was the guy. That, and he actually was the guy that led the team. That was the crazy thing. We looked into it. All right, so 1-0. Wolves are up on the Jazz. 2-0. So, pretty good start so far. Love, Love it. Da-da-da-da-da. Ooh, we lose, our, we lose the first game in Minnesota. Kevin's loving it. 3-1. Three, three, All right, so we're going back to Utah with the 3-1 lead. 3-2. Coming back to Minnesota. Close it out. Boom. Close it out. We are moving on to we round We might have an upset two. on the 1-8 here. Oh, yeah, we, we do. do. <laughs> and the Lakers lose to Woo. the Spurs. 1-8. That's fantastic. And uh, who, I don't even. I, Nothing like that coach of the year. Jalen Leck is the guy that does it. Jalen Leck, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and Marcus Aldridge putting on a clinic. Wow. Lonnie Rudy Gay and Lonnie Walker doing the job. Bowling. LeBron James uh, just craps the bed. What do you mean craps the bed? It's LeBron James. Two rebounds and three assists. It's LeBron yeah. James, not Andrew Wiggins. We yeah. need we need productivity. That's not a good game for him. Numbers, though. 11 for 12. From Lonzo Ball almost gets a triple-double. How about them apples? Oof. That was a high-scoring game. Not great, the, though. They gave up 45 points in the wow. fourth quarter. No defense. That's not good. We'll take it, though. All right, this is a this is obviously a tough Spurs team, but we gotta we got to find a way gotta, to beat we them. we got a chance. We're up 1-0, so early lead so far. 
2 0. Yeah, buddy. So far, looking good. 3 0. Can we get the sweep? Let it happen. Boo. Western Conference. Finals. Raise the this is the future. It. Josh Akogi getting the getting it done, leading the way. How about that? Wiggins, Cole Anthony, just he is unstoppable. I think that was that might go down as the best draft pick in Wolves history. We didn't even need Towns out. to do much. I mean, Towns had a bad game, and we still won. By wow, we won one twenty-seven to eighty-seven. That's defense. That's a clo- that's that how you defense. forty points. You know what? That's Ryan Saunders' defense. That's, that's a, what that that's is. That's how you close out a team right there. Wow, loving that. Oh my god. We are going to the Western Conference Finals, taking on the three seed, the Rockets. This Bring is the team on. that's had our number. Bring them on. Can we finally get New past confidence level? Can we I think we can be honest though, even if we lose here, this has been solid. Yep. Ryan Saunders is taking this team to new levels. Game number two ties it up. One, one. to one. Going back to Minnesota. 2 1. The Wolves are up on the Rockets. Kevin's Can they be 3 1? 3 to 1. Let's go. We're one game away from making the NBA Finals. <laughs> this is how it's Let done. It happen. Can we do it? Kevin's shaking me. Three games oh. to two. They're coming back. He's, he's shaking me again. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in the Finals. And how about this? We're taking on the Celtics, who were, lost all four games last year in the Finals. So this is our shot right here. Can we take it? Can we take it? Before we do, though, let's see who the guy was. Cole Anthony. Getting the job done. In a 110-109 victory. We wow. outscored him by 15 in the fourth. That's Ooh. how it's done. Hold That's on. Clutch. Let's, I want to see the matchup here. Celtics-Wolves. Uh, you want to see who? Uh, let's yeah, take see, a look at the... Uh, oh, and by the way, we're taking on the rookie that we passed Hold against. on, hold on. Cancel out of that, Rob. And go into the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, good call. Box score. So we'll take a look at who they've got. The Nets have Kevin Durant, by the way. Oh, you're right. They do. Kevin, how about the Nets? Kevin Durant, Gershon Yabusele, Steven Adams. Wow. So they got rid of pretty much everybody that was on that team. Hey, they, they wait, got wait. Zach Lofton. Zach Lofton. We got rid of him. <laughs> Man, that's funny. Oof. Okay, we don't care about the Nets. I want to see about the Celtics. All right, so who do they have? It's, it's all – oh, Wiseman. It's your guy. Yep, it's the center that we passed on. Wow, how about them apples? Look at Kyrie though. Although, you know what? How about this? If you're eight, if you have an eight foot vert- or eight foot standing reach, you can't do more than two blocks and I- six rebounds. Jalen Brown got more than that, but they've got a good squad. This is a pretty good squad. This is gonna. This is no cakewalk. All right, this is be tough. Predictions? We're taking it. Wolves in six. I-, I think Wolves win in seven. I was gonna say seven games. Game one is the Celtics. So game, oh man, game two. All right, we took it, and now it's going back to Minnesota because they were the better team. Game Minnesota takes it two to one, three to one. We're one game away from Let winning the finals. Let it in happen, Ryan Saunders, Cole third An- season. Cole Anthony, Finals MVP, three to two. Kevin right. was celebrating a little early, and there it is, winning it in six. How- Minnesota Timberwolves. Look at look who it was. Cole Anthony is your MVP. And that's how it's done. Look, Cole Anthony was good. 28 points can per we all, game let's, in the Can finals. we all agree? Ryan Saunders. It's the Ryan Saunders era, boys. And he's getting it done. We should take a look. We should see what he's uh, sitting at as far as. That took us three years. So if we go to staff. Three seasons. We built a championship So he did. He has it in three seasons. Every year, Ryan Saunders has gotten better in both offense and defense. So that potential's paying off. 
That's how it's done, boys. I can't and we've still we got him for more years, and we're going to re-sign him. Yep. And this team is going to do things. We'll come back to this, by the way. Well, maybe next week we'll come back to it. But we got a squad. This is as good as we it gets, guys. Squad. Ryan Saunders has taken his places. All right. Well, hey, let's let's, uh, let's let's wrap up the first quarter here. Our two our two K segment uh, coming up on the second quarter. We've got our talker segment. NBA Wolves WNBA. We got a little bit of everything for you. That's all coming up. You're listening to the Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Quarter two of the Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. This is our talker segment. We've got a lot to cover, but guys, I want to hit you with a quick trivia question of the week here. All right. Only one player in the NBA so far this season is shooting 50, 40, 90 from the field. Who? Derrick Rose. Incorrect. I knew it wasn't Derrick Rose because it's free throw shooting. I'll give you a hint. Eastern Conference. Field goal percentage and free throw percentage, 49. My, my, my first initial guess would be Victor Oladipo, but I don't think that's it. Is this like a surprising answer? A little bit, yeah. I would say so. D'Angelo Russell. No, it's not D'Angelo Russell. That'd be shocking, right? It would be shocking if it was... Uh... So the, the two closest behind him, Steph Curry, is like eight-tenths of a percentage away from being in there. And then Marcus Morris is like two or three percentage points in each category away. Tell me this. Is this a, um, is this, is this a guy that plays major minutes, or is it kind of yeah, like a fluky uh, yeah. thing? To, to my knowledge, he starts. I'm, I'm pretty sure he starts. To Kevin's knowledge, he starts. 50-40. Uh, how about give us this? Just uh, Is it a big man or a small man? It's a guard. It is a guard. I mean, I figured it was, but I mean, yep. you never know. He's missed one free throw on 64 or 68 attempts this season. Well, I mean, that's not a lot of attempts. Oh, I do, I do know. Who was the guy that just... It's a guard. There was... I'll tell you who it's not. It's not Trey Young. Uh, he won <laughs> Rookie of the Year in his rookie season, obviously. It's not, Ty- it's not Tyreek Evans, is it? Nope. I, only because, for some reason, that's all I could think about when you said that. Wow, this is tough. I was not expecting it to be this difficult. Hmm. Give up? Yeah. No, no, no. I, wait, wait. We got. Give me, give me like another like twenty seconds. Okay. Eastern Conference guard, rookie of the year, starter. Frick. But it's obviously someone. The problem is I'm ha- I'm I'm running into trouble trying to figure out who because it's not it's not like a big name player. It wouldn't be because you're like I think he starts, and so I know it's not a big name player. That's what throws me. Just say it, Kevin. All right, just tell us. Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, I would have never guessed that. He's on my fantasy team, too, and I still wouldn't have guessed Malcolm it. Malcolm Brogdon. Man, good for him. The only player in the NBA shooting 50, 40, 90. He's not having a great season fantasy-wise, though, I'll tell you that much. But he's been decent. 67 to 68 from the free throw line isn't too terrible. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's not. That's It's really that's impressive. Attempts, it's not a lot of attempts. It's not a lot of but it's still really impressive. That's he's good. currently at 51.3%, 42.8, 98.5. I do think, I will say, I think Towns will get there. Not this season, but I think he's going to have... I think Towns will have a 50-40-90 season because he's so efficient. And now that he has a coach that actually knows how to coach, that's my opinion. We'll, get on, I, we'll I talk about that. I think more surprising, though, is that Marcus Morris is at 49.7, 48 Morris is having a hell like, of a season. That is a killer, killer stat uh, line for Marcus For the Celtics, Morris. right? Yeah. Because you remember, he, he murdered us when we played the yep. Celtics. I've seen it come in the last year. Like, he had... If you remember, they were putting him in in closing games last season. 
He's really uh, been final, good. The final really stretch for the Celtics. So, yeah, I, I, I like his game. He's really evolved. I, I, I knew the, the Morris brothers were good. I never saw this longevity and sort of ceiling. Um, they're, you know, they're basically cusp all-star, yeah. I would say. Yep. Which is impressive. No knock to them. I mean, uh, all the kudos in the world. All right, well, let's get into the news that we've all uh, been just raving about in one form or another here in the last 24 hours in Minnesota, uh, and that is the news that Tom Thibodeau was relieved of his duties following a 24-point blowout win against the L.A. Lakers on Sunday. Uh, Ryan Saunders is taking over as the interim head coach. Scott Layden is the interim GM. I, don't, I mean, can we, we can give him that official, the interim title. As he was assistant. Um, I guess the, the biggest thing for me in this, guys, is that it was done after a blowout win against the Lakers. I, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of different things that this was the halfway mark and, and Glenn Taylor had the assess, you know, wanted to do an assessment and whatnot. But it's just, it's weird to me that he did it after a blowout win like this when we had a couple lower points. Um, you know, even just a couple weeks ago. But it's been, so here's the thing. It's been planned for a while. Part of it is, you know, Fred Hoiberg obviously is available now. That's one of the names that's come up. But this game, even if, if so if you want to look at this game just as a microchasm, you're still seeing a lot of the problems people have with Tom Thibodeau in a blowout win because you're up 25 points with five minutes left and your starters are still in. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yep. And Jeff Teague was mad. And, and some people pointed this out. They were, some people were surprised Teague was never traded under the Thibs regime because... Teague was very vocal publicly about how yeah. he was frustrated with Tyus Jones not playing more, like the starters playing too many minutes. Like there were numerous times where he went public, and now he's not specifically in calling Thibs out, but he was nice in a nice yeah. way. He said, I don't like the way this is going. Well, I, re- I remember too in that game, it was like four and a half minutes left, and I think there were free throws being shot, and I saw Wiggins check into the game. So he was on the bench, and four and a half minutes, he brought him back into the game. So to me, there's a re- like even though it was a blowout win, you still saw some of the reasons within that game why he got fired. Yeah, that's part there's of no it. there's no reason for those guys to be on the. But floor. also, so le- that game and the game before that, Glenn Taylor wasn't there. He did not, and he never misses a game, which tells you this was in the works. This was already this was planned out. This is not a surprise. The funny thing is, they asked Tom. Like someone said, Tom Thibodeau was really surprised. He said he was surprised by the timing or something along those lines, yeah. which tells you he was not surprised he got fired. Yeah. He knew he was going to get fired. Well, the, the other thing too, from the reports that I heard, is that Glenn Taylor wasn't even the one that fired him. Well, Glenn Taylor didn't walk in and fire him. Correct, but, but yeah, he was, was obviously it was driving for the CEO Ethan Casson and Scott Layden. Yep. Which so. that's kind of a kick in the face for Tibbs too, is the guy you. You you know snag from San Antonio is one of the one of the two that comes in to officially relieve you of your duties. I'd be pretty shocked if Scott Layden was here long term, and I will say one name that I'm very intrigued by is because I think GM's the next thing that's going to happen, and that'll happen at the end of the year, which I get because you can't throw a new GM now into the fold and say, hey, this is our team. And now navigate the trade deadline, navigate all that stuff that comes with the mid part of the season. But the name that really intrigues me is Chauncey Billups. Yep, I've heard that name too. He wants to be a GM. He has Minnesota ties. He was here, obviously. So he's, he's worked with Glenn Taylor before. There's that. Does, does the name Jerry Sickding ring a bell to either of you? Of course. So Darren Wolfson uh, tweeted out uh, that he is a, a name to, to pay attention to as well. Uh, Darren says, no hire is imminent. 
um, that uh, Ryan Saunders has enough other things to navigate so first. Would this but that's be a, name to, as an assistant or as a GM? Uh, so he says it could be either capacity, which is probably more, more, more likely an assistant role to help Ryan. Well, they've talked about how they want to bring in a head coach that is someone that's had head coaching experience on the bench. Also, Jerry Sixting, Sixting, he was on those big name Celtics teams. So Back he was day. on those okay. teams with like Kevin McHale, Larry Bird. The name sounded relatively yep. familiar, so he but was I wasn't on those 100% teams. sure. Yep. Guys, let me jump in here for a second. I want to talk about what I think accelerated all of this. I, I agree. Uh, you know, the writing was on the wall. Timing-wise, I think what accelerated this was really the uh, departure of Fred Hoiberg out of Chicago. I think yep. it, it, it really sort of triggered um, whatever development plan going forward. Um, it put it on the fast track. I will add, though, I, am, I, I, I saw a, a news report that came out, and it was essentially Hoiberg saying you know, his heart and his passion lies in coaching. And that, to me, tells me he wants to be a coach. And I just worry that, you know, bringing up, say, say Horberg becomes a coach, and then you put Ryan Saunders back as an assistant. I think that really, I mean, you know, if you're Ryan Saunders, that's, that's got to be a hard thing to, to cope with. I, I can't imagine a scenario where that exists. I don't, or so it exists well. I don't think Hoiberg is a good option in that specific regard. If you were going to bring in someone that would kind of take over and then eventually would lead to Saunders, I don't think that Hoiberg's the guy because he's still pretty young. He could be a guy that's going to coach for another 15, 20 years. I think I, I here's my opinion on this. I, I, I believe in Ryan Saunders. I think he's got a great future, and I think I he's very I talented. I would love to see him coach out the rest of the season and then build out his own assistant staff yep. with that veteran presence and let him be the leader of that. I think if all of a sudden you put in a guy like Scott Brooks, or not, excuse me, um, Fred Hoiberg, it, it basically neuters his position. Yeah. And it, I think you can get some undermining there. And it almost, from a leadership standpoint, it, you're not giving him full reign. You well, know, why I, would you want to be interim coach and then take back seat to a guy only to have a more hope to come back to the coaching spot what, that you had. What I would like is if they, let's say they were to bring Hoiberg in. Number one, he was already our assistant GM under David Kahn. So he already has that relationship with Taylor and he has GM experience. He has coaching experience. He loves the state of Minnesota. I mean, he loves it here. And so you could bring him in the fold as GM. And what, what I think would be great about that is you would bring him in as a GM and then he could still help Ryan along if Ryan had any things he needed help-wise in terms of being a head coach. But again, you'd have to get Hoiberg to be okay with being a GM. And like you said, we're not sure if he is, which is why I like Chauncey Billups, because Chauncey Billups has been a record saying, I don't want to coach. I want to be a GM, which is why I like a guy like him. And now, granted, he hasn't had coaching experience, but man, as far as veterans going, as far as leaderships, he's been there. He's won championships. Uh, he's been on the media side of things with ESPN. So he has all that experience he could bring to the table. And I think the organization could really use something like that. And he's well-respected. Chauncey's yep. a well-respected. He's a winner, as you said, a champion, somebody that knows what it takes to 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 win games and to compete at, you know, let's face it, Chauncey's team's competed for years. Yep. And they have a relationship. Flip Saunders and Chauncey Billups were close, whether it was in Detroit, whether it was here. On top of that, I think bringing in a guy like Chauncey Billups, 
I think that maybe softens the organization a little bit to maybe in the future Kevin Garnett having some sort of a role yeah. because that's a friend of his as well. I, I, th- I think the big thing that we need to keep in mind is, I mean, Ryan Saunders hasn't even coached a game yet, you know, at, at the time that we're recording this. And so while, while yes, they may bring somebody in for the rest of this year as, as more in the mentorship role, let's see what Ryan does. And now I'm not saying, you know, Ryan makes the playoffs or – or he's out as a head coach or, or whatnot. But what I want to see from Ryan is, is the little things that Tibbs didn't do the intangibles, the, you know, I want to see his rotations. I want to see all of that stuff because let's say that we finish at 500 or even a couple games over and miss the playoffs. I still think that's a huge success. And depending on, I think a lot of it is what we see out of Saunders before we say, let's go look for a head coach or anything along those lines. I will say the bar for Ryan Saunders needs to be very, very low. Yes. And the reason is... Do you think it is? I, I think it is because Glenn Taylor is the owner. If it was not Glenn Taylor as the owner, I think things would be different. But you have to look at it this way. They aren't, he didn't pick the players. He didn't pick the coaching staff. Now trying to implement anything you want to do midway through the season, and they aren't even your players, they might not even fit a system that you dream. Because he talked about this. So for anyone that hasn't listened, you can find it on, I think it's John Fokey posted it. It's his SoundCloud via Twitter. And they talked to Ryan Saunders about it. And he said, you know, you've always envisioned this happening. So you have things that you want to do. And so he has things that he wants to do, but it's not an overnight thing. And you don't get that many practices during the NBA season. You really don't know. So it's going to be tough and it's going to be a process. So I would say you're not going to see, you're not going to see true Ryan Saunders, the head coach this season. It's just not possible because he doesn't have his assistants. He doesn't have much practice time. He doesn't have his players. It's, it's going to be tough, but what you can hope for is that the players listen to him. You hope that you see some improvements on the defensive end, because you know, if you look at what Thibs was doing, he, his defense was backwards he was like, we're going to cover the mid-range. We're not going to cover inside or the three-point line. Whereas Ryan Saunders is all about the modern NBA. Yep. He owns his own analytics company. What's, he has fully embraced that. What's nice, too, is if you look at some of the, the quotes, I read one from Andrew Wiggins that said, you know, I really get along with him. I really respect yep. him. Yep. You're going to see that from, from Wiggs, from Tyus, from Cat, from yep. Gorgie. And it's going to be the, the guys that were with Flip yep. and with Ryan from the beginning are going to be the guys that are, are incredibly vocal for Ryan. And so guys like Rocco and Dario and Akogi and Teague, who, you know, were, were part of the Tibbs era, you know, they'll still have that respect for Ryan because guys like Cat and Wiggins are like, you know what? Yeah, we need to listen to what exactly. Ryan says. I'm not too worried about the Chicago guys either. I know that Tibbs is gone. But what's great about the Chicago players is they're all like true performers. True pros, yes. whether it's Taj Gibson, Derrick Rose. I'm, not, I'm just not worried about any of those guys. I, I just am not. And I, I'm definitely not worried about Teague because I don't think Teague liked Tom Thibodeau. I honestly don't. No, you listen to some of the quotes, and it, it was pretty clear that he was growing frustrated with the, the coaching style so, of, uh, of I'm, I'm just not. I'm not that worried about any of the players. I think Ryan Saunders is very well respected within the organization, but across the league, too. Yep. Well, on the subject of Teague, I've even heard that uh, the Toronto Raptors are interested in trying to yep. make a deal. I heard so that as well. I, I think it'd have to be a very specialized team in a win-now mode because of Teague's player option. I don't really see him as being a, an ultra-tradable player unless that team specifically wants a guy that's a high-caliber player 
sure. as Teague, knowing that he's very likely going to be a short term yep. or can opt into his his last year of his deal. A team that could make some sense, and um, I talk. I was talking to some of the the radio hosts from our Magic teams, specifically Stephen Cameron from Close Up Magic, and he was saying. As a Magic fan, he would welcome Jeff Teague on that team. And I think for a team like the Magic, it would make a lot of sense because they don't really have a point guard necessarily like of the future or anything. And so that's a guy that could help bridge that gap, and he could help out those other young pieces, whether it's Mo Bamba, whether it's, you know, they've got Vucevic still, obviously, Aaron Gordon. They've got good players, and having like a good veteran leader point guard that can kind of help you take that next step could be good. But again, a lot of that depends on what you're offered. Also... When you're looking at the trade deadline, one thing to keep in mind, Jeff Teague is broken on all the trade machines. So if you try to type in Jeff Teague on like ESPN trade machine, they don't have him calculated correctly. It's like when, when you try to trade with the Raptors, we tried to look at a trade, me and some other people on Twitter, and they had to give us a bunch of extra stuff to try to get the, the, the finances to work out. Uh, or the Wolves did. Sorry, the Wolves had to trade a bunch of stuff. Well, Jeff Teague makes $19 million. We shouldn't have to give up more than Jeff yeah. Teague in a trade because then you're talking. Because the only way it would make it work was like it was like Teague, Tolliver, and like someone else, and and that's not realistic. So for anyone that's trying to come up with trade scenarios, keep in mind the trade machine will not work. It it doesn't work. Jeff Teague's broken for whatever reason. <laughs> Odds of that, right? Typical Wolves fashion. Should we should we move on and talk about uh? Kind of the little game I have here? Yeah, absolutely. I'm here to talk about whatever you want to talk about, Rob. Excellent, excellent. So we, on Twitter, somebody started a poll, basically a number of polls based on fictitious teams. So it's kind of along those lines of, you know, you have $15, make a team. Yeah. It's kind of like that. All right. So what the person did, and so I'll give them a shout out. It's Unique Sports is the uh, the Twitter handle here. So they did polls. So you guys guess which team you think would win. And I'll tell you how the polls went. Okay. So the so there's two teams. Team A is Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, and Hakeem Olajuwon. Team B is Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, LeBron James, Karl Malone, Yao Ming. Team A. Uh, for the sake of being different, I'm going to go Team B. But I team actually team B with... is the team that was picked. Jeez, I actually agreed with Aaron. I just I... want to be different. I think what throws it is you're talking Johnson, Bird, and James together. On Team B. Yeah. But you have Bird, Jordan, and Hakeem. And part of that, uh, part Hakeem of. Hakeem is yeah, but, likely but, the greatest center. But I no, think he's what not. throws. He's probably like third. What throws the first one off is Fifth. I don't think that everyone is as big a fan of Charles Barkley. To yeah. me, though, what throws Team B off is I think Yao Ming was a bit overrated. And so it's like we're talking Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon. Both teams have Larry Bird. So I agree. I think Team A is the team I would take. Yeah, LeBron the- James is the difference maker because young people see LeBron and they just immediately click it, I think. It's tough because, like, Yao Ming, like, prime Yao Ming when he was healthy, I mean, he's damn near, pretty, pretty he's damn damn near unstoppable. Yeah. I, you know, it, but a lot can be said of the same, so, you know, Hakeem in his prime. Granted, going up against that size would be tough, but I think he'd deke the snot out of yep. So here's the second one. This one, again, I think they might have had it wrong. So team A is Magic Johnson, Allen Iverson, which right off the bat is kind of a weird pairing. Totally. Um, LeBron James, Charles Barkley, Bill Russell, which, again, I don't know what the fascination is with Charles Barkley. Uh, but so team B, Oscar Robertson, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Tim Duncan, and Akeem Olajuwon. I'm, P, I'm team B. By a landslide. Like, it's not close. And yeah. 
They picked A, didn't they? They picked A. Yeah, of course is it, they is did. It all? It's LeBron. So it's I think LeBron, LeBron James is the th- throws it off. People see his name and go, I'm picking him. But you're talking Jordan and Pippen together again, and you're going to give them Oscar Robertson, Mr. Triple-Double? Who's the center? Center's Hakeem Olajuwon, and then they have Tim Duncan. It's a no-brainer. Like, you're Tim talking Duncan about a list of considered... some of the greatest players to ever play their specific positions. Yeah, yeah. he's considered to be, if not the best so, power forward Here's ever. one. Now, this wow. is one that's a landslide, and it's not close, uh, according to the votes. I'll give you the two teams. <laughs> Team A, Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon. Team B, Oscar Robertson, Gary Payton, Larry Bird, Anthony Davis, Nikolai Jokic. Team A. Team B. It's team A, 91% said wow. Team A. Yeah. Come on. You Kevin. just can't. Because the reason why it should be, number one, Gary Payton doesn't belong on this list. I'm sorry. I like him. He doesn't belong yeah. on this list. And Anthony Davis and Nikolai Jokic, you just don't know at this point. Like, they don't have the storied career that these, like, these other guys do. But, again, I'm always hesitant to pick the team that is Charles Barkley when yeah. I see these lists. Well, I figured with Jokic and Davis with the, the younger generation, too. Here's the thing. You know, people, I, I think, get a little twisted on Charles Barkley. Go pull up, like, you know, Charles Barkley career highlights, and it's like a 10-minute long. And, and the stuff I mean, he's he really was, good, but I the just. The stuff he was doing. No, Charles Barkley dominated. He did. Oh, he games, 100% did. And he dominated games. Multiple for, teams. For you know, years. Blazers, Rockets, Suns. Yep. Yeah. The so, round mound of rebound. He is way more than the round so here, mound of rebound. I here's mean, another he one. He was that's, athletic, man. He was dunking. He was. He was oh, he was. Running point. He was like. Kind of a was, booby jump shot, though. But, it, but he it, could shoot. It was different. It didn't matter. I mean, the guy was dominant. So here's another one that is uh, dominant. So one team wins by a lot. So we have Team A. It's Magic Johnson, Derrick Rose, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon. And then you have Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, LeBron James, Karl Malone, Yao Ming. That team, Team B. Team B. I mean, I would go Team A, but it's going to be Team B. In a you landslide. would go Team A? Yeah, I would. How so? My goodness. It, it, it's Team B by landslide. I, I, I Really? How do you go Team? Break down the matchups, point guard to point guard. Because here, again, so Magic's guarding Magic. Okay. But then... How is Derrick Rose going to guard Larry Bird? Okay, so then how is Larry Bird going to guard LeBron James? How is Charles Barkley going to guard Carmel? Well, actually, they, they probably did guard each other. Yeah. That actually would have been a good matchup. But then, like Akeem versus Yao, I mean, that, obviously, I think Akeem wins that battle. It's, when you break it down position and by position, you, it's not so shocking. Derrick I mean, Rose when, when is, the, is the weak link by far. MVP Derrick Rose, wow. though. Yeah. MVP Derrick Rose with the Chicago Bulls was. Killer, but 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 again, magic yeah, cancels no out magic. Larry Bird was hanging with him. No, Larry Bird. <laughs> that's, that's speed. But, so Larry like that, Bird that, that, cancels out Derrick Rose in my mind, and LeBron James cancels out Larry Bird. So then, so Akeem, Akeem beats Yao, and then Charles Barkley, Barkley, Barkley and, and Malone, Malone is pretty close. So again, that's why it's Team B. Derrick Rose throws it but off. Not by a landslide. So to me, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think it throws it off as much. To me, it's very similar to Magic and Iverson being a weird pairing. I don't know that I love Magic and Rose. Plus. Well, well, the way this broke down was Rose was when Bird. I mean, Bird was six nine, and Rose is what six four, six five. No, no, no. He's like six. So here's a weird one. This is one where the guy goes, "I'm not even going to post a poll because I already know the answer." And I was, I, re- I read it, and I was like, "That I'm actually, I don't agree. I don't think it's obvious." Oscar Robertson, Allen Iverson, Larry Bird, Giannis, and Nikola Jokic, 
Actually, no, it is. Never mind. When you start reading into it, it is not close, actually, because Team B is Robertson, Jordan, Pippen, Duncan, Elijahwan. Yeah, so it's not close. Oh, yeah, Team B. It's Team B. Easily. Once I read it, the first time I looked at this, I didn't think it was obvious, but it is. It's clearly obvious. Again, when you have players that have not finished their career, it's impossible to put them over someone else. To me, I... I just can't do it. The, cl- the only I mean, one that a handful of guys the difference the difference maker LeBron, to me would be Giannis, except for the guy can't shoot. And when you can't shoot, it's tough for me to put you because I have him on two K and he makes me angry. That's much I that much I will say. Uh, so, real quick, real quick, Rob. Before do you have any more? No, that, I mean there's others, but that's that's all the time we have. Okay. I think. Uh, just real quick, uh, I, I talked with Aaron while you were uh, while we were off air before we came on. I don't know. I don't think you heard, but uh, Tom Thibodeau is keeping busy now that he's been let go by the uh, by the Timberwolves. He is uh, assisting Doc Rivers in L.A. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe he got picked up that quickly. It's not formally. It's not, it's not like a contract signing, but he's basically. Just coming in to help out. He's, he's an he's a associate. Yeah. They well, gave he him did a that with the Celtics, with the TV, didn't he? Apparently. Huh? Didn't he do, it with, didn't he do that with like the Celtics or someone, too? I think he did for a little bit. But this was, yeah, it was Doc Rivers uh, it just got posted in, uh, on yeah. NBA Reddit. Interesting. So, uh, is, that, is that all the time we have? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that that'll do it for uh, quarter two. I think right. uh, we'll jump into halftime in quarter three. Yeah, quarter three. We got a nice interview coming up with Preston Ellis ahead of the Wolves Saturday matchup against the New Orleans Pelicans. He'll break down the anomaly that is the New Orleans Pelicans. And we'll talk about is Anthony Davis staying through the 2018-2019 season. That's all coming up. You're listening to The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Until next week, let me get a howl. Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world first all in one console solution for podcasters of all levels, featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs, eight color coded sound effect pads, four high power headphone outputs, and more. The Roadcaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.road.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com.